the Exit 52 podcast here on Thursday night uh, as I have the YouTube open, which throws me off because that uh, is on the delay and it's playing our intro again. But my name is Jake Luke and I'm joined by three of the boys, you know, four, four of the five of the squad is here. We thought we were going to have all five. We probably will at some point, but Banks is dragging ass in the middle of tax season. Things aren't going too well for him, but uh, it's okay. We're here for you know a little bit of a joyous occasion, trying something different here, something we wanted to experiment with. It is our first ever uh, little happy hour live situation that we're doing here. So everyone's bringing a drink. We're having some fun. Boys, how we doing? Fantastic. I'm not doing people's taxes, so I'm in a great spot right now. That's, you know, I, I, I was going to say we're like we were just talking about like how much fun we're having watching. You know, we're all talking Odell and the Orioles and then we're text banks just like up to his eyeballs and in other people's taxes. And we're just we're just dong bonging. We're doing things of that nature, having drinks and banks is just Popeye's memeing himself all over the all over town. Two people who are down bad, Banksy and Cole Irvin, both both got DFA today. Yeah, Banks is like the perpetual, like, and he puts this on himself. He's like the perpetual Dexter gif, just like waking up in the shower. But he's in the shower all day. He can't get out of it. But I think, I don't know how taxes work. I still got to do mine for this year, actually. So let's get on that, Jake. But no, you don't. Yeah, no, I do. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Um, you don't have to do taxes. Listen, we'll get it done soon. But it's, uh, RDT is a snake guy, Kevin Ruth. Uh, thank you for commenting that. But yeah, it's, it's a tough time for Banks, but... Tax season almost coming to an end here. I and like I only track this through him. Like I only see him tweeting and like texting about it and stuff. And um, yeah, he's uh, he's almost done with that. So but he talks about it. He talks about the taxes stuff. He, no, I've he never, never bitches no. about having to no. drive all the way to work on a Saturday no. or anything like that. So yeah, no, never heard it's, that. it's us for now. I think he'll be joining in at some point. What, what are we? Uh, what are we sipping on? Anyone got any anything going here? Ooh, I've got a Best. lot. I've got a little I've got one of America's finest beers, Michelob Ultra. Ooh, McSlicks. Shout out to my nope. guy, Jake Spitz, who advertises this stuff. Mm. And shout out to it as the sponsor of Royal Rumble Watching 2023. So just really, I know when people think high quality beer, this is what they think. They think of Michelob Ultra. So there's a free ad for them. Like a hot sporting that, event, that or would... a hot day on the golf course, like a, a, a cold, just ice cold Michelob Ultra hits different for me. That was the beer that all the girls drank, like at the parties when we were in college, where they were like, "We don't, we we're trying to like, they don't want to gain, you know, drink all the calories, so they would crack open like a bunch of Mick Ultras." I mean, we're coming towards MDW is staring us in the face, RDT. If you don't think I'm watching my figure here, I mean, you know, that's just how it goes. With high noon, Taylor Swift, yeah, high noons are fantastic. Yeah, just walking up and down the beach with the with the Michelob Ultra in hand, just you know, white bathing suit, slick back hair, just living the life. I mean, it's a totally different persona. Oh, I, I can't. Oh, actually, we uh, we we met up one MDW. Was that two years ago at Secrets that one night? That is true. That is true. Standing behind in the in the live music area, standing behind the stage. <laughs> yeah, nobody um, was cooler our, than us. Me and Banks's guy Dave O'Neill, big fan of falling in love with the singer at Secrets every year, no matter what the <laughs> band is. So um, he was he was doing it that night. Um, so he was very very engaged, very engaged in that uh, in that situation. Yeah, that was uh, that was the that was the year that it rained literally all weekend, and that was either like the Saturday or the Sunday night, and we were just like on the, on an empty tank, but we we gave it one last run there. So I was, think it was Sunday because Saturday night, I believe I was or Friday, one of the two. I was at Bottle and Cork, 
and it was just like raining into it was so cold it was like 40 degrees <laughs> it was just raining into the bar which was which was a tough scene yeah we were we were in secrets at various points and it was doing the same thing i remember that that was uh yeah that was that was a that was a fun one for how sloppy it got that was really the first post-covid one too so that was a good one but uh we're not really taylor, here to, uh, taylor do you remember the first time we met um it was pretty recent it was like last year we saw each other on the street the one time you were walking past my front door and i heard yes. your loud distinctive voice and i ran outside i was like taylor <laughs> hey it's spencer you're like i was going to get i was going to get food at the garden i was going to get yeah. food at the garden i, ate, I yes. ate at the garden today i ate at the garden this morning that is the first thing that came to mind but i was trying to think if we'd met previously and i was like let me make sure let me rack my brain to make sure that was it was, the first a, it was a pretty creepy move on my path but that's how you know <laughs> i like you I, I ran out of my house because i heard your heard the voice of someone i had never met in person before <laughs> that was very funny that i was like i was like what it was like one of those things that like takes you by surprise the garden very good i'm fine doing a free ad for them they deserve all the business in the world on the on the corner of um a fort and light there like sort of near don't know if you're a if you're a fed hill person so um fantastic definitely but uh yeah i guess i guess that's a little bit of enough uh scratch around at first base there we do got some stuff that we wanted to get into with this we're gonna have a we're gonna have you know kind of a free-flowing show tonight it's gonna keep kind of a similar structure to what we usually do i think when we do these maybe we can incorporate some other stuff to differentiate it a little bit but uh for tonight we're, we're just gonna kind of start with some baltimore orioles talk as we get some commenters in the mix here we love to see that people joining in commenting go ahead and throw that out there get all the interaction going and we will be sure to post it and discuss if you have a good one um but yeah we got uh, baltimore orioles talk going right now we haven't really all gotten together and discussed the orioles yet um, throughout their start to the uh, to the season for the last couple of weeks, and uh, there, there's been sort of intermittent groupings of the three or four or five of us, whatever it might be, and it's been an eventful uh, eventful couple of days, boys. It's been a wild series against the Oakland Athletics um, mm -hmm. with you, Spenny, and Eric in attendance the other night uh, for one of the crazier games of the year. The the Ryan Mountcastle just going absolutely god mode, my guy, you know, not for nothing. Uh, and I believe that was the inception of the dong bong, which we're going to get into, uh, or the Homer hose, if you want to be politically correct. But, uh, Eric, let's start with you. You're the Orioles guy. What's, what's this start to the season been like? How do you react to this recent news, uh, that feels pretty necessary at this point with Cole Irvin getting optioned and, uh, some reinforcements and Spencer Watkins and maybe Keegan Aiken coming up. It sounds like where are you at with them? Yeah, I mean, the, I'm literally just getting texts from people being like, Cole Irvin option, which after today, I think that's the right move. Um, Spencer Watkins, I think, has a, you know, he can keep him in the game. Cole Irvin was not good. He hasn't been good at all. Um, it's, yeah, I mean, it's a rough start for him. I thought he would be better. I think I picked him for our, like, I forget, I think I picked him maybe for the biggest surprise in our, like, um, whatever we called it, the, the superlatives um podcast we did but um yeah it, it's the, the pitching has been tough it's been uh outside of kyle gibson you know he had a bad opening day but ever since then he's been awesome um it's been tough on the guys tyler wells has again looked okay in his one start in his one um in his one start in the one relief appearance but it's just up and down bullpen is all kinds of wacky right now because dylan tate is out and michael Givens is out so again it, it sounds like Aiken is going on paternity leave, so he's going to be out X amount of days. I don't know how many days it is, but he'll be back eventually. Um, and I, I'm hoping it's it said yeah Spencer Watkins and I forget the other guy. You know, I think is coming up. I would love to see a speed come up. Um, 
again, there's another couple moves they can make, but they got to do something with the bullpen, the pitching. First two games, they kind of held them in check. I guess first, no, first game they held them in check. Um, Tuesday they gave up seven, I think, or eight, I think. Last night they gave up a bunch, eight, and then I think they gave up seven today. So again, to the Athletics, who scored five runs in the race series, like, I mean, you know, the race good, but the Athletics just looked really, really bad. Um, and Spencer and I were there on Tuesday in the friend and family section of the A's, which was fun. Shout out to Dallas Brain for getting us the tickets. Um, sitting right next to some uh, some uh, uh, family of turf, Kevin Smith, who's a local kid. But it's funny because we were sitting there and the A's go up seven to three, and Spencer and I were just like. We got all right. We got to switch this up. We ended up going out to the center field bullpen, and I think by the time we got to the center field bull or um, center field bar, uh, Mountcastle hit the first of two home runs. He hit the three run home run. So then we're like, all right, we're back in the game. We're staying up here, and then it was just a bomb fest from there. It was dong bongs and and everything, and the center field deck was going wild. Um, one of the crazier games that I can ever remember going to, um, and it just shows you kind of like today where like. You know, the offense is good enough to keep them in games. And Spencer, I think you talked about it last night. Like the top of the lineup can really get going. And, and when they do, it's like, again, I mean, you got either Hayes or Mullins up top. Hayes the last couple of nights. Mullins, I think, was lead all day. Um, but Adley and Mountcastle are, are two of the best hitters in baseball right now. And that doesn't really surprise anyone, I don't think. Um, Mountcastle's always had that kind of power. It's like he was just very streaky and could never – really bottle it up and now it seems like he's doing that and Adley's Adley I mean he is the one who was promised like he's just so good I've run out of things to say it's like he's played what like 120 games or something like that I've just run out of things to say about him and and it's nice because again you can count on those two to put together pretty good you know quality at bats as opposed you know not hitting Santander has been awful he's been out the last two days Gunner is slumping but he's still getting on base with the walks again another thing Spencer pointed out Spencer was dying to buy a Gunner jersey the other night. I mean, every time he came up, he's going, if Gunner gets a hit, I'm, I'm buying he's a jersey. He's been talking if about he, this for months at this point. So I, he, he wanted to buy a jersey so bad, so bad. That's all he wanted to do. This is, uh, um, like, shout, by the way, shout out to friend of the program, or I guess mutual friend of the program, Brent Rooker, who's just been going God mode this series. We, we might, might, might be able to get him on the pod. I've got some mutual friends. Um, but the hell is that about, man? Yeah, I, I don't know where that's coming from, but uh, he seems like a good dude, so happy for him, but not that it's against the Orioles. Um, but yeah, other than that, I mean, this is like, and going into the uh, the Gunner thing, this team is tailor-made for Spencer Nathaniel Schultz. I mean, you've got like guys that are just big, just beefcakes from, you know, Texas and the Midwest, you know, long flowing they're not, locks. They're not beefy. They're not beefy. They're like young, slender, fit. Like they like to, they they're like to hunks. hit they're, they're They hunks. like to hit chest and buys. They're, it's, it's a group of chest and buys like dudes. This is, this is the college hunks. They, they will haul your junk and dong your, and bong your dongs or whatever it might be. What, uh, what are you feeling with this team, Spenny? I know you're excited. Uh, there, there can't be too much excitement about the pitching staff, but you know, a, this team, like I said, this is just fits your vibe, like to a T me too, really, but you, especially like Eric said, I'm just impressed with the competitiveness that Adley and Hayes and Mountcastle. And even though, you know, Gunner came through a little bit today, but, uh, that a lot of these guys that are all feeling like, I don't know that Adley feels pressure necessarily the same way as other guys. He feels pressure. Like I have to be Neo in the matrix right now. And he is, but the level of, I don't know, like laser focus you feel in the seventh inning in the games that they've trailed, especially in this series, or even against the Yankees, like their ability to come back through 
quality at bats, competitive at bats, and making pitchers like get them fucking out has just been really fun to watch. And Mount Castle always been a huge Mount Castle guy. Obviously, like if you go on Savant last year, all his metrics were you know pretty solid. He had you know good, his exit velo was over ninety. His max v, max exit was over one ten. Like his xba, his x slugging, all that stuff. Very good, but this year it's jumping even further again, and it just feels like he took that extra leap forward. You know me from Baltimore Beatdown. I'm the king of the off-season workout videos. Like I keep fucking track. Who, <laughs> Nobody analyzes getting, men's bodies more than you. Who is getting shredded? Who is getting cut up? Who has the the five percent sheer power of will, fifteen percent luck? However that stupid song goes. But um, Mountie, you know, put in the work. It feels like, and, and you can kind of see it in his frame. He's filled out a little bit. He was like this wall. He's like Jon Snow. He's like this wall is my fucking bitch, and is absolutely destroying it right now. Plus, he's, he, I just love Mount Castle. He just has that weird quirkiness to him. We see it this year with Dear Maria, all that stuff. But he's always been that weird, zany guy that, like, you he's need. He's a Florida man. He's from Jacksonville. He's got the Blake Bortles connection. He's just a total Florida man. And he's my guy, too, for sure. I, ha I picked him as my, uh, I, I think I said bounce back. And, like, that's kind of, like, what I was talking about. Like, he was fine last season. But I expected him to take a leap like this, maybe not this quickly, but I thought it would come eventually. And uh, especially like getting some some revenge on the wall there, my Frank Sabatka meme that I'm going to keep bumping into oblivion <laughs> as long as he keeps actually making it his bitch, which he's been doing a very good job of. Uh, Taylor, you've been quiet a little bit over there. Other than in the comments section, what's your uh, your temperature on this this Orioles team right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that you guys summed it up very well. I think that the offense is sort of what we thought, even with a lack of production from Gunner. I think that most of the conventional wisdom would be that an, an, or, an early Orioles start would be obviously your Adleys and, and Cedric, and he's not even going really Cedric at all either, um, would be boosted from those guys. And um, Adley's obviously done the job, but Gunner hasn't so far. And I think you know he'll get it back on track as we talked about a couple days ago. Um, you guys touched on Mount Castle. He's been fantastic. Hayes has as well. Um, they've gotten some contributions. But, I mean, RDT touched it at the top. They've got to figure out the pitching staff. When we, when we were on the, the preview show, um, we sort of, when we were talking about regression – I think I said Felix Bautista would be my regression candidate, and then we expanded into a conversation about how the entire bullpen was really a candidate for regression. And you're seeing that. I mean, that is Maybe that is what's that. flushed out. I, you know, we talked about all year last year how you know the bullpen was standing on its head and had the Orioles, you know, you know, had figured out how to sort of you know cobble these no name guys together in no name, no disrespect to those guys, but not like a ton of proven big league relievers, and it put together, you know an amazing, you know, four months, you know, most of the season, um, four or five months. And some of those guys are coming back down to earth. And, and I think that was to be expected, but if those guys aren't all part of your long-term future, bring other guys up and see what you can find, or, you know, go find guys that, you know, aren't right with other organizations and see if you can fix them. Cause at this point, the way the offense is playing, um, they feel like they can, can be a team that, that contends in, August and September to, to get to the playoffs, but the, you, you just can't win a lot. You, you can't keep winning this way. It puts a lot of pressure on your offense. You know, eventually you're just, you're just going to be a kind of a 500 or below 500 team. If you're, if your bullpen's like this, and it's not like the Orioles have five unbelievable starters that can put, you know, band-aids on some of that, you know, they need their bullpen to be good because they don't have, you know, the top, top of the line, one, two, or three guys. Guys have pitched well. Kyle, you know, Gibson's pitched very, very well, um, and they hope they get some more from Grayson and these and these other guys. But um, I like that they went and made a move. I like that that 
that um, Michael Ice didn't wait. He said, look, we, <laughs> we can tell. It's been a week and a half. We know. Let's figure out. You know, we're not married to some of these guys. Let's figure out if we can bring a couple guys up and see if they're more effective. So it, it's a fun team to watch. So that's nice. I mean, that's a piece of progression from the last five years. Last year's team was fun to watch as well, but this team is similarly fun to watch. But it becomes very unfun, for lack of a better term, when you know you get up seven to four and and, and Spenny and RDT were texting Derek. Like you get up seven to four, and then the next thing it's like also it's like bang, 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 seven, seven. That's a hard team to watch after a while. It's fun to be in offensive shootouts for a little bit, and it's like, ooh. So I hate, I hate seeing I mean, this we, comment we, for for Banks here from uh, from the Exit Fifty Two podcast. I don't know who put that up, but somebody calling him Ringo. You hate seeing that kind of wrong. thing. And if only he were here to defend himself. But, he keeps uh, the beat. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, and like I think you you guys all make good points there. And I made this point even before a pitch was thrown. Like I felt like this was going to be a Duquette Showalter type team, and that's what it feels like so far right now. Just complete chaos with this, the pitching staff and maybe you get one or two guys that are, are going to be solid here and hopefully Bautista turns it back around but it does kind of feel like things are a little a little jaggedy there a little loose there hopefully these moves if not like inject a shot into the arm they they at least kind of stabilize things a little bit and I think like ultimately the same way that I think the bats are maybe are definitely not going to stay this hot I think the pitching will stabilize itself a little bit and maybe water will find its level a little bit but yeah it does feel like that right now except with the show alter team teams you had Chris Davis and Mark Trumbo guys that looked like you know state troopers in their late 30s you know that kind of thing this is more like the uh the frat bro college hunk situation which is uh really just endearing and entertaining to watch it's that that's literally what Spencer and I said the other night because we said you got guys like you got Colton Adley Ryan Taryn um who else did we say uh Hunter yeah. We were like this. That's a frat bro. What were we calling them? Beta Alpha Lambda. Beta Alpha Lambda. Like, yeah, yeah. Like it's just, just they're they're just a bunch of dudes who like. And again, like we've been out with them. So I was talking to. I don't want to out them, and I'm not going to do a Michael Wilbon drop. No? I hate doing that. But wow. I'm talking to the wife of a player who has hit more home runs in the last like week than anyone in baseball, who could and that be? she said that. Um, she was like, I'm not surprised Hitting at bombs. the celebration. And she said, because you've been out with them, so you know what these guys are like when they're getting, when they're getting there. We'll do that. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's just, and, and I, I like, I like that. Um, Hyde had a good quote this week where he was like, I love that they're doing this because a, it shows their personality and like, it, it, it allows them to have fun. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, it's, it's a fun week. Again, it was kind of an up and down week. I had said all along, this is a series where you have to take three, at least three out of four. Anything less, if they split, it would have been, uh, I, I think, a disaster. Because, yes, we're in April. Yes, it's literally two weeks ago was opening day. But these are the, the series you have to win. You go back and you look at last year, and they lost those games to the Tigers and the Nats and the, and the A's. Like, and then you look at how many games they missed the playoffs by. These are the games you have to win. These are the series that you have to take three out of four, if not sweep, you know. It's hard to sweep a four-game series. I get it. So if you, you know, again, three out of four, I think is is was the target, and they, they did it. I mean, they they were able to pull it out again with Adley with his first walk-off ever. He said, "There he is. The guy is extension season." But yeah, it was um, it, it's been an interesting week. And again, now we go to Chicago where we have some fun matchups like Grayson and Dylan Cease on third game. I don't know what day that is. But maybe I guess Sunday. That's like a 
a pitcher like porn, like those two guys throwing. I, I'm very excited for that. And I did. I met up with Dallas after the game on Tuesday when Grayson started, and I kind of picked his brain on on Grayson. And he said, you know, anyone who's worrying about Grayson and what he, what's happening is a, is a fool. He said, the mentals are there. You can see it, you know, from what happened in Texas and then how he started on Tuesday night. He, said, he has the mental ability to bounce back, and that's the thing a lot of rookie guys can't get over. It's like, oh, shit, I gave up a run in the first. How do I get out of this now? Grayson doesn't seem to bother about it. He said, you know, he'll have the high pitch counts, but that's going to happen. He's going to, he needs to figure out the O2, you know, how to get guys out with two strikes. And, and that's, that's what he couldn't do on, um, on Tuesday. But he said, da- Dallas was like, I love everything I see about him. I think he's going to be an absolute stud. So I'm worried about it all. Again, like I said, I was never worried. Don't, you know, write that in the newspaper. I wasn't worried. But yeah, I mean, again, see, the series could have gone, I, I thought it was going haywire today. Adley pulled it out. So, uh, yeah, it was a good one, and uh, now we go to Chicago, and let's hope the boys keep on winning. Yeah, all very well said. We have uh, a, just a, a special guest. You know, great, great to have a, a guy like this join our show. I mean, what a what a privilege, what a thrill to have yes. uh, Bar, Barstool Banks here hop in. And I'm I'm curious to see how this goes because usually when we start the podcast, we have a lot of runway, we have a lot of time to sort of get the technical stuff ironed out. And uh, Banks, you know, not to call you out uh, on a live forum here, but it can be a little <laughs> tough sometimes. So give give us some test audio. How 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 are things? going right now how's extension this season will be going? this will be fascinating yeah what's what's this the deal? Good. extension season is never ending it's relentless <laughs> how's the mic you guys are laughing good no you good. No, you're good, good. You're you're good. Jake just popped jacob's just popped himself in front of you in full i view. didn't know that, that much that, been, that was there, like was, he was, like dunked on me. You i was right trying there. to make banks go solo for his big debut the audio no sounds good though. What's going on there? Oh, there Whoa. he is. Now he's in front. Yeah, yeah. Pressure's on. How how <laughs> how's it been going? How, how's what? Give us a soliloquy. Uh, about what specifically? I mean, anything. we can talk about Just anything. Life in general. Ten forties. Yeah. Forty eight sixty eights. Can you give us season. the identities of people's taxes that you do? Yeah, whose taxes are you doing? Uh that I cannot disclose. You've changed. I've changed. Is that something I used to do? I used to just flaunt people's personal information all over the internet? Yeah, of course. Spenny, how do I unsolo him? <laughs> this is a nightmare. <laughs> there we go. Oh, that was, that was you. Okay. That was you. Okay. All right, Brian. Yeah, we've been, uh, we've been talking some Orioles. I, I see you got your gear on there. Um, you haven't been able to indulge in the fun as much as some of these other clowns have, and I have to an extent. What uh, what, what is your your pulse on this team right now? My vibe from seeing very little baseball, but just like popping into Twitter every half hour or so, or also just like Spenny and Eric the last 48 hours just texting relentlessly every time somebody hits a dong. I love that that's what our group texts. Or hits a dong. It's just dong bong relentlessly. Like I'm so anxious and so ready to get out there and just hit some dong bongs left and right. Um, But I just can't yet because I got to – Got to work on these extensions, man. They're just they're just relentless. So um, April eighteenth, Tuesday, I'm gonna be a free man. Watch some birds, but they got to go. Uh, they got to go on the road for a while here, and I can't even. Then I go out of town on vacation for like a week, and then oh, they're back man, on the road. So I'm not yeah. don't even have a chance to get out there. God, I oh. hate I hate hearing that. What's this hat you got there, Spen? It's very. 
I don't know, very like boy band. Like very uh, new kids on the block, little, maybe. Uh, new brand you might not have heard. It's actually pronounced Lululemon. Mm. Uh-huh. Lululemon. But yeah, I mean, this Orioles team overall is where we're getting banks fired up here. But uh, a lot of good points. Taylor, you made a great point. It's like the law of averages. And, and it's just really good to see Felix, to me, be dominant still. You, you see a couple guys. I like what I've seen from Brian Baker. I like what I've seen from couple guys you know both, both has been out of hand i don't know why he doesn't throw that sweeper i can someone i, I mean this might be a huge stupid comment i might have even said this to you the other night eric what is the fucking difference between a sweeper and a slider is that not the same thing is that not the same thing is it a different grip i don't know anyway i don't know i don't know why i don't rely on that sweeper i, I guess i guess so <clears throat> but um ultimately you know I'm gonna do this team. Do some digging and ass. There's a lot. There's a lot of potions of who's gonna be up, who's gonna be down, who's gonna be at the right time. It's a lot of uh, management left to do in terms of who's in Norfolk, who's not, and what roles are gonna be in this bullpen stuff. And I mean, the starters have been certified white dog poo, a belly full of white dog poo in me. But I don't know. I, I feel I have I have confidence. They I think the Orioles gave themselves a little bit of runway confidence wise with what they did last year uh, with. Guys like both with what they made of their Mod Podge bullpen. So, and we always hear about Elias and all their pitching analytics and all the fun things that they do. So, um, fired up for, for them to figure it out. And as long as the the Chadleys, the fighting Chadleys, can keep them competitive, I'm fired up. That's a broken man right there on the screen. This that's, is a, that's tough to look at. This is just great. He's lost. That's a lost man at sea. Um, yeah. I can't believe that Spenny also just asked Eric the difference between a sweeper and a slider when he's. There's I've never done a pitch in my life. Yeah. Yeah, Eric, can you I get into like a 20 minute breakdown on like the intricacies? Oh, we, of we've it, got like, comments now. It's like it's a slower pitch oh. than a break. Like I see that a sweeper has more break or something. But say I don't. Know. I, that wasn't a fucking pitch in MVP baseball 2005. I didn't play baseball very long in my life. Don't go. Don't, at, don't go at our guy Zeej Batman like that. I, but like Zeej knows I love him. He does. He does. I have reached out to someone in the bullpen to ask about it. So I said, I think it's just a more exaggerated slide. I, I could be completely wrong. There's a little more little more pronation of the wrist like coming across it as opposed to the slider. You just kind of throw hard and let, let the grip do a lot of the – Slider mirror is a fastball and like a more off-speed stuff, like <clears throat> trying to break like a curveball laterally kind of. By the way, that's slower. the that's the half. The half RDT has the half wheel bond where he does the like. Oh, I just I texted can't someone it, who plays in the outfield and uh, to try to get an update. Or I just texted the sixth person on the PR staff to just see you know what's going on. No, <laughs> no. Listen, I, you know me. I don't. I just like texted the gra- I just texted the groundskeeper who uh, takes care of first base to make sure. Uh, uh, yeah, I texted someone by the name of last name ever, first name greatest, middle name Ryan McKenna. Next time I'm going to hit him with the uh, I'm going to hit him with the Stephen A. Smith. Let me just stop you right there. <laughs> we don't care. We, we we don't care. You know me. I don't like. Don't I don't like care. talking about you know the people in the phone book or like who I'm DMing or like whose town it is. I hate showing that video. You do. It's, a, it's awful. But yeah. And you, I, I told. I was telling people on opening day. Like I'm tired of showing people this video. Like I can't just keep you know doing it. So. And the fact that you would never, you would never wear another man's jersey either. That's a big thing about you. <laughs> you know, someone, my dad's best friend, sent him that tweet and was like, "Do you know what this is about?" Am I like? Like, you know, like, is this, is this you? It's like, yes, it's me. Yeah, that's yes, that is me. I, I am doing Very that. Weird. I can confirm these reports and I'm ashamed of myself. I hope that's what you said. I've never told anyone else not to wear another man's jersey. And Davey, the gambler, yes, I'm watching this Yankees game. We've already said it's a tough night for Taylor's uh, fighting boonies. 
Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you're not going to win every single game in, in the 162, and and the Yankees had a tough first inning, and my guy Booney, you know that, you know that's how it goes. If he had better, if 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 Brian Cash would get him better players, you oh know, he, he wouldn't have to bring so much out of these guys that he has, and he's doing a great job. I don't know if you've heard RDT. No manager in baseball history has ever brought a team to the playoffs in five consecutive seasons in their first five seasons as a manager. I don't know if you've ever heard that stat. That's a heck of, I mean, that's a heck of an accomplishment. So he must have he must have at least one World Series, right? He but he was on the line this year. Brandon Hyde has already But he he manages the new version of the Yankees. This is not your George Steinbrenner Yankees. This is not your spending Yankees. As you said, RDT, if they if they had if they had George, they'd have they'd have Otani, they'd have Trout, they'd have Harper, they'd have all of them. And instead, that Franchi Cordero is like the hero of the Yankees um, situation right now. So. You know, it's just a different era, and Booney is Booney. Thankfully, is going to use this as a stepping stone to get to a team that actually spends and wants to win. That will be. I'll be. I'm excited to see where he goes next. That's that's what I'm excited. Yeah, he'll for. be like a fine first base coach in Baltimore next year. I'll take him. No, no. I mean, I would love to have him here on only on his volition, though. If he if he wanted, you know, would love to no. take him around the city, no. show him show him the sights. The, the RDT. Can we talk about something you texted us this morning? Um, you were very upset that the Orioles and the OBJ press conference were at the same time. And I just I didn't know if you wanted to speak on your overall frustrations. If you if you know, obviously there's a lot of OBJ things to talk about, so we, we can swing the conversation that direction. And this is a gateway for you to really get us there through I was, you know, yeah, your frustration. You're a guy so. that wants to be on the scene everywhere, RDT. You want to be in Owings Mills, you want to be at Camden Yards, and you just weren't afforded the opportunity. This is yeah, this was I wanted to go here and this is two hosts, you know, just in in total sync here taylor you and i we just were simpatico because i did want to go there and yeah i mean rdt it, it wrought of listen friend of the program and all but it wrought of a little bit of a jerry coleman situation and uh i don't think eric you were the one to put it out there i don't know who exactly tweeted it, it wasn't me for the record i would i would admit it if it was me but you did put it out there and uh let's let's get your take on that because i hate hate, hate, hate to have the Ravens inconvenience the Orioles. I mean, you know, it just, it never happens the other way. No famous examples of that. So yeah. What, uh, what were your thoughts on that? I was not complaining about it. I just pointed out that they were at the same time. That's all I said. That's all I said. I was just wondering why that would happen. Why that, you know, because again, I figured some big J was going to, was going to complain about it. Turned out it was me to be the first one too, but you know, I'm just saying. You were not upset though with the Adley and Preakness thing last year. You were a big defender of that. You because were like, nobody cares about Preakness. Nobody cares about Preakness. No, no, that's wrong. That's a bad take. That's a bad take. Me and Banks no. were were all why, over. Why the do you hate Baltimore? Year. Do you hate Baltimore? That's an interesting Eric? question. That's an interesting I question. Do not. You only like half the teams here. You don't pay property <laughs> yeah, taxes. When I started Eric. watching football, there was no team here. One of my fa- one of my favorite things that ha- that happened early when we started Exit Fifty Two, and these comments have sort of stopped, but they happen every once in a while. Or people are like, "Why do you guys even have Eric on this show? He doesn't even like all the teams." And <laughs> everyone used to complain, and I'm like, "He does watch so, all the games." So I got told on after my 13 hour shift on opening day at Pickles by friend of the program Tim Barbalace and Shit. Gabby DePaula. They they both said you should start rooting for the Ravens, and I said. Could you imagine if I just turned a switch and was like full on? Because they were like, "Why do you're, you're you?" You're know, a lot. Let me just say lot. this: you're a lot kinder on them since you started the podcast than before. You used to like really go hard on them on Twitter and stuff. You're you're more. That of just- would be a lot like a certain 
female Ravens personality that bashed Taylor Swift for years on end and then deleted all the tweets and then I thought we were going in another direction of a certain yeah, Raven, yeah. Or of a certain say, we don't that. that's that's the oldest news going like some people are just probably all four of you to be honest but well, I, I, I thought we were going in another direction of a certain uh, um, person that has a lot of inside access who used to root for uh, a team within the division. Hey, no, no, we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't, we, we're not talking, you know, we can't say that now. Okay. <laughs> just say, <laughs> I mean, fair. like, you know, I'm not, I'm not critiquing one way or the other. It's just, that's kind of what that would be like. I'm, I'm concerned about this Taylor Swift situation. I, I don't need, I, I don't need people flipping and flopping on Taylor Swift. I, I do want everyone in the community. I do have a Taylor Swift sweatshirt on. I'm feeling 20. Why are you wearing a sweatshirt? It's like 85 degrees. I was just, I, for some reason in when I'm in, when I do the podcast, I just throw a sweatshirt on. That is like my, like, you know, I when I put the cape on. It's just always a sweatshirt. Um, and honestly, uh, I have a Baltimore-related sh- shirt under a Gervonta Davis shirt underneath here. The Gervonta Davis oh, shirt, sure, but oh, there is, but there's oh. never been a combination. Him, <laughs> human, win. No one has ever worn Gervonta Davis and Taylor Swift simultaneously. Now, this was before he had a lot of the legal issues that mm-hmm. I bought the shirt. Mm-hmm. When Under Armour sponsored, well, I think they dropped what would them. Taylor Swift say, um, "Not good yet, things." Taylor Swift, the by the way, remains. huge week for this Taylor Swift. My- this is my Aaron Hernandez jersey that I bought before. Oh, that's not guys. the no, – no, 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 no. Don't do that to Gervonta. <laughs> um, what? No, I'm just Pardon saying he's me? not in – he didn't go to jail for, like, double murder. So that Yeah, where's the Gervonta buy, uh, T-shirt buyback uh, program? That's a good That's a good question. That's a good question. Come on, Under Armour. Wow. Um, give him a standing I'm ovation. But yes, yeah, so what I was going to say, what I was going to say, I'm feeling 22, and Taylor – Tough, I mean, broke up, broke up with her boyfriend. So I just wanted to shout out wow, to her and no say way. that on behalf of X52, we're <laughs> thinking about her. We're thinking about her, and we just want the best for her. That's I just wanted to put that up publicly. I want the worst for her. She broke up with someone. Oh no, 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 no! Not going to take that. Come on, it was a good run. It was a good run. That's I mean, if Joe can't handle the fame, that's on Joe. I don't I don't know what to say. You know, Joe. all the best, Joe. All the best. Okay, Odell, Odell Beckham. Let's let's get into that. We were, <laughs> we were going in that direction. Hard pivot. Um, press conference today. He arrived today. He touched down today uh, on the tarmac here with the private jet. He had his his beautiful young baby in tow, and yeah, he sat down for the presser. I did not get to listen to the full thing, but uh, it just kind of seemed like standard fare. Ravens opening presser, that kind of deal. Spenny, I assume you were pretty plugged into it for your, your Be More Beat Down writing duties. Let's uh, let's start with you on this. So I texted uh, Ravens group chat, just, just some of the boys, I believe last night around 10.31 p.m. I said, first question, quote, did you sign here under the impression that Lamar will be throwing you passes this fall? Second question, what was it about Baltimore that stood out? So was the first question exactly that? Oh, it, was, it was like the third question. But then, uh, why'd you sign here? I think our, our good friend Cordell asked that from 1057. Uh, my prediction last night, I said, it was all love. From the time I connected with Mr. Bashadi, Eric, Coach Harbs, it was just all love. They believed in me and my ability to prove myself. This has always been a first-class organization. It's great to be here. All love. And I think the direct quote was, they just showed me all love from the get-go. So I, I nailed that one, absolutely. And... Uh, the it was, I was just the biggest takeaway from the press conference. It just 
I don't know. I never imagined Odell Beckham would be holding up a black three Beckham Raven jersey. It was a, a fun sight. Him wedged between DaCosta and Harbaugh was funny to see. The Lamar stuff, you know, what the Ravens aren't going to give us anything on Lamar in a press conference. We know that. So in that regard, but it just it felt right. I don't know. It felt warm and it reminded me kind of of like the Ravens that I grew up loving, like the ones that I held near and dear where they bring in a third contract kind of 29, 30, 31 year old player. That player has gone through the ringer on one or two teams and now he's ready to come to Baltimore and just like relax worry about football, have it be quiet, be granted, all that stuff. So it felt like uh, a really fun way of reminiscing in that nostalgia of, of how the – you know, it kind of reminds me of Steve Smith, right, a little bit. Like Steve Smith wasn't quite the uh, – maybe maybe it was Steve Smith was six years too young for social media or something like that. But, like, he was a huge personality at the time and was a little too old. But he comes here. It was calm. It was friendly. It was cordial. He, you know, had his – uh, trials and tribulations with the Panthers, been around, I guess he was just with the Panthers, but uh, I just I just feel like it was somewhat nice and calm and felt right and felt snug and felt like that that nice nostalgic feeling of, of what the Ravens organization is supposed to be and what fans are comfortable with and how the Ravens try to appear and want to appear and try to represent themselves. So all that stuff felt pretty uh, pretty fun in that regard, but there's nothing really from the press conference. It was like, oh my God, there's, you know, there's no breaking ground at a press conference announcing a player. It's just all smiles and handshakes and hugs and signs and pictures and all that stuff. Yeah, you made the good point that uh, of the Steve Smith comparison, and that was pretty much the first thing I had thought of as well. And uh, somebody else, it might have been might have been Bruce Cunningham or somebody like that, made the point that it reminded him of like a Jimmy Smith press conference from a couple years ago where he just seemed like a, a little okay. bit more matured, a little bit more wizened and maybe a little bit more accepting the fact that like, Hey, maybe I was a little bit too into myself in the past and, you know, maybe made some mistakes and like nothing too serious, but now I'm a little bit in a bit more of a mature place, right? He's got a family. He's uh, he's a father. Now he's got some hashtag perspective. So he's bringing all that. And um, yeah, I guess I wasn't, uh, <laughs> I fell asleep at like 8.30 the other night, so I couldn't be on the, uh, the reaction podcast for when they signed him. And um, it just kind of feels like pretty much right what they needed exact the, exactly the right time because they've tried to throw darts at the board in the draft with this position over and over and over again with Bateman, with Hollywood, with these mid-round guys like a Boykin and, and a Duvernay. And it hasn't worked, and they just needed to get a professional option. And, like, did they overpay a little bit? Yeah, probably. But, like, that's kind of the tax for having Greg Roman as your coordinator for all the good that he brought. Um, he brought um, a, a tougher reputation to the passing game. So that's the tax you got to pay, and uh, I'm glad they did it. It feels like they've uh, they've brought a professional into the room. I think it's going to get the best out of Rashad Bateman. Banks, your thoughts on Odell Beckham. Feels like an interesting personality fit for you in particular. <clears throat> Why is that? You just you, you don't seem like you're going to be into this. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> I wonder what would ever give you that impression. Listen, maybe maybe am I'm incepted into I some old tweets. Am I? <laughs> I don't know. Like he's a good player. I, I've said it before. He's talented. He brings something to the table we don't have. So I step back from it. and I look at it from that perspective. Like he made our football team better when he signed on the dotted line. So that's what you want at the end of the day. Is it the best way to spend the money? Probably not, but like you can't just continue to go in the cycle that they've been going in for years and years and years and years. I've made the comparison, I feel like, numerous times. Theo Epstein, great guy when it comes to drafting hitters, developing hitters, building farm systems, hitters, hitters, hitters. He goes out and pays for pitchers because he knows his expertise, his scouting, everything he builds out. 
it's just not tailored towards pitchers. So, you know, lean into what you're good at and pay the tax, so to speak. Love that word there, tax. Pay the tax on what you can't necessarily wow. develop. You know, you can't just keep going back to the well and trying to get lucky when you just keep losing at that game all the time. So Eric has Do I like the player personally? Eh, you know, whatever. When he scores, you know, the house is a slant for, you know, 70 yards in week one, like I'm going to fucking love him. He's going to be my dude. And then when he, you know, kicks the the punting tent in week three, when he doesn't get the ball enough times, I'm like, you, this guy's you hated when he has long like, curly hair. You just hated when his hair was long and curly and blonde. I have nothing, it reminded nothing you negative to say about anything that he does with his hair and his earrings and his whole vibe, whatever. Great catch in Dallas. It was a great catch. In New York versus Dallas. In New York. Against Dallas, I think. I think when we we talked about we talked about the other day. I think the other thing that has crossed my mind, you know, seeing all the stuff today, the coverage, the the press conference, and things like that. I think, especially you know, if Lamar's back, this doesn't apply if Lamar's not back, and if Lamar's not back, it totally changes the Odell Beckham equation. But I think it's probably good, and this also could be a very like not sports writery take, but a sort of like you know this you know maybe just doesn't matter in a locker room. I think it's good for Lamar to have another guy with star power next to him. I just think that like balances out some of the like overall attention on him in terms of the offense. Like when you're Lamar and, and Mark Andrews, obviously a great player, but he's not a star offensively. Um, and JK Dobbins could be a great player, but he's probably not going to be a star. Odell Beckham has this, you know, gravitational pull of a lot of attention. And <laughs> if it's going, Poorly, that could mean an absolute, you know, PR fiesta from like a uh, Odell is Odell Beckham mad is Lamar Jackson mad? But you hope that like Lamar just goes in there like okay, there's like a little bit more presence in this on in this offensive system. I've kind of got I've, I've got my like yeah I've got my like running mate like I've got my guy that's alongside me that like you know on the marquee when they put up the the Ravens offense it's me and Odell like those are the guys you know this is my guy. It's just never felt like Lamar's obviously, and they, the, all the teammates talk about it, he's beloved in the locker room. People really like him, blah, 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 blah. But he's never had that kind of like, and not that OBJ is a Robin, but he's never had that like sort of superhero guy next to him. And Odell's that guy. Like Odell's a ton of cachet. People, you know, he creates a lot of headlines. But I think that could be like good for a player like Lamar where he comes into the training camp and, you know, Maybe Odell takes a few cameras away from him, and maybe it just feels like there's another another guy there that's kind of on his level. That you know, when you're selling the season tickets, it's Odell next to Lamar. I don't know if that really, you know, that might not be the case at all. But if I'm Lamar Jackson, I feel like okay, I've got I've got the other star in our offense, and then we have these other really good players around them to make it to make it hum a little bit under a new offensive coordinator, a fresh start. Just feels like. If Lamar buys in long term, or even if he comes out and says, "Look, we haven't come to a deal yet, but I'm playing, and I'm I'm committed to Baltimore," blah blah blah. I feel like you could kind of start to ease some of the bad vibes through the OBJ signing in that way. Um, and you hope that OBJ and Jake, you talked about it, and you know it could be construed as cliche, but there's something to a guy that you know he's not 25 or 24; he's 30, 31. Like he's got a he's playing for his last medium deal. Like if he can have a good year, he get can get a three-year deal or a two-year deal with some big money or go sign another one-year big contract. If he comes out and is 
you know, and it could be the injury. He could be limited by the injury, and it just doesn't happen for him, and that would be a shame. But if he can have a big year, he it, whether it's here or not, he can go out and you know maybe get the most guaranteed money he's going to get for the rest of his career. Like this is it. This is the last time he can sign. He's not going to sign a five year deal anywhere, but he could get a three year deal coming off this if he can show the ability to be productive and gets you know seventy to eighty catches and and have a good year. He he will find himself somewhere for some decent money again. Um, so that should be a motive. I think I like him also from that sense. Like. He is a contract year guy. Like a, this is a gigantic year for him in terms of how much money he can make as a professional football player moving forward. So I do like that aspect about it as well, which we didn't mention the other day. Yeah, and, and I'm, like, I'm reading. Go ahead, Jake. It's it's nice to hear like the that it wasn't just the money for him too, and like maybe he's lying about that. But like he he talked to Josina Anderson a lot, and like he talked about it too. Like he was really feeling the love, and it really feels like DaCosta went with the full court press here. And um, I don't know, that's pretty big to see. Spenny, what do you got? I'm just I'm reading through the transcript, re- rereading it, and I just want to pull a couple highlights. My, I didn't watch this part of it. I had it on the background. I was watching the Orioles game, but uh, and I you know I'd go back and read it. But uh, I, I'm glad that I like my ears were burning. I knew some sort of comment. He has his son in his arms. Uh, it says parentheses Odell Beckham Jr. responding to his son's cooing. He says those are excitement cries. He excited. Head coach John Harbaugh. He wants to be on the ground running around right now. He was trying to get on the table last night. Really, really excellent quickness, agility, short area burst. John Harbaugh. He escaped, you know, a couple of times. Odell Beckham. He's ready. So love that that was going on. Uh, a lot of shots at the Browns, kind of here. Uh, I don't think he in- intended it that way, but it's just how it rolled. One of the questions from Vinny Serrato, shout out VC. Uh, was talk about the Ravens' new offensive coordinator, Todd Munkin, at his press conference. He went on and on about you. Something you know that I think does get swept under the rug. Munkin did, for some reason, exclusively talk about Odell. It felt like that maybe could have almost been intentional. But OBJ said, we had a great relationship in Cleveland, to be honest. There just wasn't, you know, when certain situations just aren't for certain people, it's not anyone's fault or anything. Life goes on that way. But he goes, it wasn't him and I. We had a great rapport there, great communication. Him and I were really trying to figure out what was going on and bring everyone together. I have nothing for love, nothing but love for him. I got to watch what he did at Georgia. Watch success. He had excited about the opportunity. It's going to be a lot of fun. All that good stuff. So uh, I think that aspect's super fun. Taylor brings up a good point. And, you know, he, not that he's going to, and I think we, we kind of said this several times, but like he's at a point, it feels like he's, from the way he's speaking, conducting himself, everything, he's at that point in life where the person, the off the field stuff is not going to get in the way of anything at all in any way, shape or form he alluded to that a little bit. So, I mean, at this point it just really comes down to, and he talked about his, his ACL and how he says, uh, Rams position, Neil Ella Traches comes down and says, Hey, I have to inform you that you don't have an ACL in week nine of that year. And he gutted it out. So, um, I, I think this guy wants to win again. I think this, not even just contract wise, you know, I mean, he's a freaking superstar. He has so many followers. He can make so much money not playing football. He's fine. He's set for life, but it's legacy, man. He's a player that's supposed to have, you know, when he was 2015, 2016, you know, those early years, he was supposed to be a hall of fame guy. So, you know, thing he, he went, went to Cleveland, things went awry and this is how he can leave legacy by having an impact and being on a winning team here now. So um, I, I think it was just a really nice, warm, fuzzy feeling. And I'm excited. I'm excited for, it. I think it's a, a nice move. Nice match and and like taylor said you know just pull the gravitational pull comes off of lamar and i think that's a really good thing considering the saga that's been going on the last couple years or this year really and last year with his contract 
Yeah, easy the other point to make, real quick, sorry, Jake. The other point to make about what you said there is like some of his like off the field stuff is a little overblown. Like he gets a lot of stick for this like Giants boat photo. I mean, that that's I mean, yeah, they went on an off day on a boat and then they haven't won a playoff game. Like I, I, that's not like some of the stuff other people have done. His other thing is the unconscious on a plane. I mean. I don't know what happened there, but you know he didn't. He didn't hurt anybody. I just, I just think like he he has had such a he has he was a a an absolute you know meteor. Like he was such a big deal. You know, signed a Nike deal. They're going to do a shoe for him. I mean, he just as you said, Spenny, he was set up to be one of the biggest stars in the league, and the the play on the field just hasn't lined up with that. And I think that exacerbates the fact that he gets memed on a boat and. He was unconscious on a play. Like he, he the guys now won a Super Bowl. I, I mean, forgot he, about he has, that weird plane thing. I forgot. Yeah, like that. he hasn't. He he just he's just too. been such a star. Some of that stuff is like I think gets blown out of proportion. And I think he's a guy. And and yeah, there have been some antics on the sidelines. You know, hitting the you know whatever. I just think that at this point, I think that stuff's a little out the window. And a lot of it, people, a lot of it's people. Stuff. People, like what happened with the Browns? Like yeah, was, people people think about OBJ. <laughs> Here. Yeah, like and the pro- and that and that could just be the Browns. The Browns. He just went to the wrong team. I mean, they just that's just people go to the Browns. And then he went to the right teams. team and won the Super Bowl and caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl at an amazing. Correct. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah. just like when you when you become a star that quickly and like he was a first round pick. He was always going to have some level of fame, but I mean that catch just like that catapulted him into a stratosphere that that changed football. Like kids are kids to this day probably still practice one handed catches and like try to go viral on Instagram. And that was really like. There were, you know, maybe catches that were almost as good or as good as that before, but like that kind of came around in 2014, right? As you know, Twitter and all that stuff was becoming right what it was. So he was kind of one of these first big social media stars, I think. And then that can really put a big head on you. And when you're living in New York and, you know, playing for the Giants, this Tiffany franchise, you know, everything can kind of seem like it's all going to, you know, come to you, you know, like Vinny Chase, just easy as butter. But then you get some shit in your life and, you, you go to a place and things don't work out. I mean, that can that can change your perspective a little bit. So, yeah, like the plane thing, that was kind of recent. So maybe like he's not all the way there, like hashtag perspective wise. But I don't know. Like he just he seems a little more chilled out. And like Spenny, it's funny. We, I remember we were talking on Beatdown last year because they alluded to this in the press conference. They were talking to him last year. They've been trying to make this happen for a long time. And I was like, he's not going to come to Baltimore like he wants to be in a big city and he wants to be at steakhouses and he wants to be walking out of clubs and getting noticed. And like, that's why I thought he would never choose the Ravens. And I don't think that makes him a bad person or anything. It's just kind of his persona that he was worried about, but turns out I was wrong on that. So it's good to see, I guess we can close it out with Eric. I'm sure you got plenty of thoughts. The preeminent Ravens guy on Odell Beckham Jr.'s uh, introduction to Baltimore. Yeah, so a sweeper is, is uh, a slider, basically. Yeah. Given it is a slider. It's a, it's a gyro slider. More of a lateral frisbee action than downward. She got it, it's a gyro slider. Right yeah. So, okay. It's yeah, that, uh, that'll be that. nobody in particular, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, no, no, no. It's not, it's not someone in the whole panel. According to Zach, who also said, yeah, it's, it just started getting classified its own pitch recently uh, in a lot of places. It's, it's actually pretty interesting. I guess it makes sense. Okay, so ready to move on if you guys are ready to move on. And uh, doing a little bit of a, and I wish I had prepared you guys for this a little bit more. Um, Maybe I did, but doing a little bit of a sponsored segment here. It is our Hottest Takes, brought to you by the Black Eyed Susan Spice Company. So this is uh, something that's been in the works for a little bit, little while here. Black Eyed Susan Spices, some hot sauces. It's going to be a fun little partnership here. And um, 
Yeah, you can try their small batch, ultra unique, many time award winning hot sauces and dry rubs today at their website, which we are going to be linking. Uh, my favorite here is the Trinidad time bomb. I got a little bit of a uh, care package from them. Um, and yeah, so they're from Mar Maryland. They proudly wave the flag here, uh, supporting all of our state's teams. Go to blackeyedspices.com and use the code EXIT52 at checkout to receive 10% off. That's blackeyedspices.com and discount code EXIT52 for 10% off at checkout. They're also going to be at the Earth Day Weekend Festival here coming up, I think, this weekend down at City Ridge in D.C. So check them out. So hottest takes. Can we stop mm. with the Adley extension talk? Have we stopped? Can we? I don't even know. If, I don't even know if that's a hot take. Uh, like, I'm just. I think. Like, I. I don't know. Like, every time that he does is anything, hot take talking about Adley's extension. I don't know. It's just every time he does anything, and like he had a big day today, which I guess we didn't really really touch on his walk off a ton here. But every single time he does literally anything, it's like we we got to talk about the extension. Got to talk about it. Got to talk about it. And this Lamar Jackson extension stuff has just ruined my ruined my enjoyment and excitement and sapped all of my energy with the Ravens for this off season. And we got a long way to go with Adley here, but. Oh, so this is actually you having like trauma about extensions. That's, that's what's going on. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> I, I can't do this again for this guy. Like, especially not right now. Like if we start to get a little bit closer, I'm fine with it, but it's just like, eh, do we have to talk about this right now, Eric? I guess, do you have any thoughts on that? I will say Brian had a great tweet, maybe about, I guess it was two weeks ago, right around that after the opening day one, where he said, I'm not getting, not going to worry about a guy, an extension for a guy who's a free agent after 2028. So, Brian, I thought you put it perfectly because, again, I, and I, I think I wrote it in the blog, like, a, like, again, two weeks ago. This is like complaining about your bill for dinner before you've even sat down for drinks. Where you're like, why, like, like, let's just enjoy this right now. Obviously, the extension thing is something that you have to talk about it. And and you have to it, – it's in the back of everyone's mind because the Manny thing, again, like the Lamar thing is very fresh. But it's also, again, he's a free agent for five more years. Five more years. That's a long time. So again, a lot of stuff can happen with ownership, with with everything. So it's like I don't. we don't need to jump into this right now. It's not 2026, and he's a year and a half away from free agency. He's five years away. Like, let's, we'll talk about concerts later. We'll talk about, you know, we'll get another Billy Joel and we'll get Springsteen and blah, blah, blah. We'll get all them. Like, I'm not, I'm not worried about it. I, I, do I wish they would go to him right now? I, I texted someone today and I said, I would walk in, if I was alive, I said, walk in the clubhouse right now and just say, let's, let's figure this out. I would have done it opening day after he hit the home run. Elias was sitting, Elias and Joel was sitting right next to the dugout. I would have done it right there. But no, I, I, I'm not getting worked up and, 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 pissed off about it right now like yes would it be nice to get him signed up absolutely like pull up raves and get him and get him you know signed for 10 more years right now that would be great but again 2028 is a long way away so i'm not like tossing and turning it's not like a lamar thing to me at least uh, but it, i'll credit thanks because he said it perfectly a couple of weeks ago you know i'm not getting 2028 is a long time away i'm not getting fired up about it right now that came from a total place of trauma, just like Jake is talking about. There's just no way I can go through the like a cycle of that, starting now until whenever the fuck something happens. And that's the worst part of all is you just you never know when something's gonna happen. So it's just, ugh. 
it's crazy. It's just like there's just no way to go through life. And I like, hope it does if happen. We were doing that in 2019 for for Lamar. Yeah, like I hope it. I hope it does happen as soon as humanly possible. I want it to happen literally right now if it could, but it's not going to. And if you want to dunk on John Angelos, and you know, I I do plenty of that. I have plenty of fun with that. He's an easy target. Go for it. But it just. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't want this to, to sap any any sort of fun of this run that we're about to go on. And it's funny because Spenny is like tweets a little bit about like, don't turn this into a toxic like Twitter environment. And like if you get deep into Orioles Twitter the last couple of years, it kind of already was there for some of these people. And that's these but are the same like, people that are doing every, everything this. Everything has that, though. Everything has that. Any any sports thing has some level of toxicity, the toxicity. Do I still have that on here? I hope so, but I, I just can, can you just play that one? Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Uh, but I, I mean, don't extend him. His average exit velo is like not even league average. Yeah, good point. Anybody else got any hot takes? I have a hot take that in that same vein, the Orioles should extend Ryan Mountcastle right fucking now. Mm, love that. Love that. Right now. Right now. I got into an argument, Eric, with we were with uh, Kevin. What is his name? Uh, Kyle. Kyle with Kyle uh, of the Glenn Clark show. Jake, your buddy as well mm-hmm. uh, in the center field. He was, he was giving me all kinds of razz about no, sir. Just don't do that. Don't, don't get into that direction. They don't, he's a first base and all that stuff. I don't know, man, that, that kid has stuck it out. He's one that has remained from the, the dark ages and come up through this organization. And if he keeps it up, like if he has, if he's through June, if he's an all-star, like fucking extend that kid. He is a certified, consistent stud. You have to reward someone in your organization. I don't care. I think he has two more years, but at some point, like at some point, you have to pay somebody or you're the A's. Like everyone on the A's thinks, well, I'm gonna I'm I'm not an A. I'm gonna be a Tiger. I'm gonna be a you know, I'm going to be an Astro. I'm going to be a Yankee. I'm going to be a Dodger. They don't commit all the way. You got to show the, all of these kids coming up. And, and then you're like, oh, well, what about, then people will get into the wavelength of like, well, what about, well, they still have Kowser coming up and Kirsten and all these guys. It's like, all right. That happens, uh, that happens in European soccer. Like you get, you turn into what's called a selling club where you get your, your, your biggest stars and they all just want to go to like, if you're in Germany, I'm going to go to Bayern Munich. If you're in Spain, I'll go to Real Madrid or Barcelona. England, I'll go to one of the top six. Like it, it's, it's always that. Exactly. But that that, that comes and that and that you should never be like that in any of the American sports leagues. Not a franchise. The financial, league, no. the, the financial structure of it is so much different than it is there. You should never be in that position, really, unless you're the Rays who does who execute it unbelievable. And they do pay people. Like they extended Brandon Lau like six mm-hmm. months into and his water. major league tenure, and like in with like very team friendly deals because clearly they've created a culture where people want to stay there. So. They've been able to get that done. If that that is the thing that comes to mind for me with Mountcastle, he's like older than Lau. He's you know Lau was not in the majors for that long, but you give a guy that you know maybe isn't going to go on the open market and get a giant giant deal. You extend him now, and you just start to lock up parts of your team. And you and and like you said, Spenny, like you create a situation where guys come up from the minors and are like, all right, I'll sign with the Orioles when I'm 24 for five years and get a solid chunk of money that I now know I've got. And then if I want to test the open market again, I know that at least in a sport like baseball, I can get another long-term extension at 29 or 30. If, if you've like way overplayed the extension. Now you could also bet on yourself and go through your hundred years of service time and get there and get an even bigger deal. And that's what guys like Harper and Machado and, and whatever do. But Mountcastle seems to be in like that spot where, you know, 
becoming not, a fan favorite. Two hundred million dollars. He's not asking two hundred million. It's not some yeah. huge thing. And then the last point, if anyone else wants to hit on it, but it's like the conversation I got into the other night was like, well, then what about Gunner? What about Cal? What about Kerstad? What about Grayson? What about all? But it's like. I love all those guys to death as a prospect. Half of them aren't going to pan out in Baltimore or maybe ever. You know, it's that's the nature of the beast. You know, it would be a renaissance of success in a thousand years of golden championships in Baltimore if they all pan out. Hopefully that happens. I want that. But it's like, I think that helps those guys because you pay someone who seems like they're a catalyst, they're a, a stalwart of your team as well. Any other hot takes? This is this is this is just something I thought about on Sunday, and this has nothing to do with Baltimore sports. So I don't know if and if any of you guys will have any takes here. I think that it is undersold how big the UFC is right now, mm. and I and I think that people don't realize how much of like a social media impact that sport has, and it comes off of what's helping another sport, which is golf, which had really good ratings for the Masters on Sunday better than they've been with no Tiger involvement. And it's two sports that, <laughs> this is weird to say, benefited from from what happened during the pandemic. And I think it's set them up in a very interesting way. Shout out to John UFC, UFC made a very controversial decision to not stop during the pandemic. And I still think you can make a lot of arguments that what they did was, you know, totally business-based and super, you know, not sensitive to what was going on. But it has given them a lot of new fans and has made them a powerhouse in terms of what they do. And people just saw their valuation because of the the WWE sale and and that those combining into a new company. They they've expanded the mark like their market value a ton. And that sport went like when Israel Adesanya knocked out Pereira on Saturday, that was like the biggest story in sports for, you know, that night and the morning. And I just don't think people realize that that sport is that big. The social numbers they do are incredible. The social numbers their athletes do are incredible. Um, and I, I I was very big into UFC in like the early part of last decade in, in high school and a little bit in college. And I've gotten out of it a little bit just because when they do events on Saturday nights, you know, it just doesn't fit into what I'm trying to do, you know, with my life. And I, you know, work so many weekends that sometimes I just miss their stuff. But, um, that just it, it dawned on me that both those and the and golf had a bunch of new players come into the sport because of the pandemic because that was the only thing you could do and now they've you know the live thing is everyone thinks it's hurting the sport I don't think it's hurt it at all I think it's just put it in the headlines way more so all that attention has been good it makes people know all those particulars more and then they did the Netflix show which has helped everyone like F one and all those things so that has nothing to do with this show but two takes that came into my mind and these are my public forums to express them so just. As every time I talk, sirens roll past my house. It's kind of unbelievable. They see point. you rolling. Someone um, did, but I just earlier, I, you have just crossed my mind. You have to drink every time the sirens happen, which I don't hate. I, uh, yeah, I've finished this one, so I'd have to go downstairs. So I'm gonna. I gotta. I'm gonna, I gotta I'll ask, do that. The ne- I'll do that the next time. What What is the take that UFC is big? Yeah, I I think it's, it's I don't think it's I don't think it's recognized enough among a mainstream sports fan. I think how big those sports are going to be. I think I it's love just like, the, uh, I'm not huge into it, but like, I love when it, whenever there's a Saturday night and I got nothing going on, I'm like, Oh, maybe I'll, I'll get that pay-per-view, you know? And like, I don't even know what the fights really are a ton. I know the names going into them, but not much else. And, uh, I always find them to be a pretty good watch a little bit late for my taste sometimes, but yeah, I enjoy it. I hope it gets better. I thought, yes. thought there's going to be a fall off at a certain point, like talent fighter per like personality wise, like, 
BJ Penn, Anderson Silva, like all the all the unbelievable athletes, GSP. Then there was so much going on, and then like John Jones went into another stratosphere for a while. So their ability to maintain through some like weird transitions of generations and how quickly that can happen out of nowhere it kind of feels like like the fall off of a fighter McGregor, i mean mcgregor was arguably you know a, a top 10 biggest athlete on earth probably was a top 10 biggest athlete on earth for a sustained amount of time and then he's just not anymore like i just the, the i guess the hot part of that take was for me that sport in and maybe this this could be wrong because you're just they're gonna hit a ceiling because of the nature of it, and not everyone can handle it. Like that's on track to me to be bigger than a sport like hockey. Like I see, I, like hockey is is a very provincial city to city sport. To me, these these guys, these individual stars, transcend the mainstream more than like does anybody like does anybody on the street if you walked by. I think more people are gonna know Conor McGregor is than anybody that plays in the NHL. And I think they're just gonna eventually as a sport get to a point where they're just that's the take. That they're they're gonna that sport is gonna just continue to get bigger because of how they've structured it. And they have a lot of controversial aspects of it. The fighter pit like we go forever uh, on certain stuff. But it it's it shocks me that I think people are sleeping on how big that sport is based on how it's come out of the pit. Because I agree with you, Spenny. I thought it was le- I thought it leveled off, and it was like, oh, this is a fun thing that I followed and I enjoy it. But it's it's in the it's in the tennis, it's in the you know some of those where you know when it's big, people pay attention. But I think it's becoming like, especially with social, it fits so well into social. Really quick clips, like it's very consumable on TikTok. It's very consumable on on Reels. It's be- it's I yeah, he's bigger. He's bigger than both those guys. He's that was the comment that came in. I like it. So he was the one that I was thinking. Austin Hooper, that's the, I mean, that's sort of the right take. It is just YouTube, but that's, that's, I mean, that's That's where people want you to be. That's what the NBA, I mean, that's what the NBA is. That's what the The NBA is is because of social media. No one, like I watch a lot of games. I'm a degenerate gambler, but the average, (laughs) the average sports fan isn't like, you know, crack on Blazers Pelicans, you know, in February. So, and I like comparing it. I like that example a lot. I feel like we quietly have realized, like, have realized that tennis has died out so freaking much in the last five, seven years. The show on Netflix, full, uh, they they have the F, they have a drive to survive. It's a tennis version on it's the line, really or whatever. Good. Yeah, I can't remember what it's called, but something on the line, break point? Like, yeah, break, yeah, break, break, break point. Point. It's good. So good. So it good. is better good. than better than full swing. I'll say, but kept me more in, like, despite me liking golf more than more Brian, than tennis. Brian, do you have any Sam Bennett hot takes? Sam, Sam Bennett hot takes. Yeah, I thought he got what it was coming to him after disrespecting Augusta National. I mean, he was the hot take king out there, um, well, along with Phil. But you can expect that from him. So it's the Green Jackets could not have liked that. The, no, they're going to go on a tear. Phil that. Mickelson, uh, Sam Bennett, bold, very bold, especially for a guy who doesn't really hit it a long way. Did you uh, did you watch the U.S. That. Amateur last year? I mean, I, I got bits and pieces of it. It was uh, it was electric. So I had been I had been kind of tracking him coming into this tournament, and everybody was big on you know Gordon Sargent because you know he was hitting it past Rory yeah. and all that, and for good reason. But then yeah, Sam Bennett goes out there and just blitzes the amateur field and is in the mix on Sunday. So yeah, he's uh he's gonna be a character, man. I, I hope he uh, I hope he is a PGA Tour guy and in the mix for a long time. But he's gonna some hot takes are gonna be engendered by that guy, I think, in the in the coming decade. Little bit of Bryson vibes in terms of talking about Augusta like it's some muni that you can just kind of bomb and gouge it at and get around and like, oh, no big deal. I'm just gonna get up and down like it's no thing. Like 
I don't know. He gives me uh, he gives me Bubba vibes. Young Bubba. Is he Watson. that weird? He's a little. He's. I don't know if he's I mean, that he's weird. Eccentric. Yeah, he's that's def- what Cup needs right now, though. That's like that's like what they want people to be saying so that they can like stomp on live. Like that's a little just just enough panache and pizzazz to like be like, yeah, we're we're doing the live stuff. We're controversial. Yeah, it, it's going to be good for them. I think if they if they get him, I mean, who knows? Maybe MBS will uh, will throw another bloodstained bag at him, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But. Uh, yeah, I guess uh, that's we, we we covered multiple sports there. I didn't really know what to expect, but we got Orioles, we got some UFC, kind of out of nowhere from the Spice Man. I'm gonna I, I'm gonna I'm gonna come with a non Baltimore take to this segment every time. Okay, good. We I I like to spice it up, right? I love that. Anyway, <laughs> this is this may be the comment of the night. Yeah, actually, and Zeke is a an Aggies fan for some reason. I don't know why, but he's that's very self aware by him. Um, Are, are you on comment duty, Eric? Is that what, what's going on here? It's Spencer. No, I just saw it and I thought I would pop it up. Uh, I, li- I, I live in the comments too. I, I love the comments. We appreciate everybody hopping on, having a, a good time with us. Any now. of us, you, any you, of us can do it. These are the real it. Aggies, the Utah State Aggies. I had no idea. Um, that was a shocking my, pull from a closet. That just blew my mind. You blow. I have a lot of things up my sleeve in here. Yeah, he's. You wouldn't even. I mean, look, he's wearing a Javante Davis shirt. I mean, what do, you, do, you, do you practice magic? Did you grow up like a magic kid? No, no, not at all. I, Horrible with like a sleight of hand thing. That's obviously – I like watching some of that stuff, but never, never, never was a practicing person. That I, more of a high school you're person. not a Chris Angel fan? I, I enjoyed the David, Chris Angel fan. I enjoyed the David Blaine stuff when he was kind of rocking and rolling. When he made like Shaq float over his house? Yeah, and he was like stabbing himself in the hand in front of – um. Oh my God! Who who's the uh, react? The oh, I can't remember who it was. His like latest can special that was like five or six years ago. Jamie, can you pull up uh, David Blaine floating Shaq over his house? Thank you. <laughs> nothing I've seen in the last Joe Rogan deep there. Nothing I've seen in the last five years was more insane than uh, him doing the up balloon into twenty four thousand feet without oxygen, and he was like live on camera talking about how he was like using some sort of ancient what if you could technique do from some indigenous tribe to keep his oxygen levels up and it's like live you see his oxygen levels go back up because he's purging oxygen through some weird breathing i remember thing. you opened a podcast uh when that happened with that i was not expecting it but i was very happy about it because i was tracking that too i think i fucking love like that exact stuff like magic fine you can get me my old roommate was like a big sleight of hand guy but like hardcore testing Testing humanity stuff really gets me going. Look at that. Look at that. He's floating Shaq over his house. I do the video, but the, the sound is going to be <laughs> kind of fucky. Yeah. Unreal. But there we have it. There's the static view of, of Shaq floating. Uh, we, we did get a question in the comments. No no WNBA hot takes. I mean, Taylor, you're, you, were wi- you were wired oh, yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. No. Give us a WNBA draft hot take. WNBA. A WNBA draft hot take. Um, it, it doesn't have to be about the players. It can be like something about the draft. It can be anything. Oh, yeah. I, they need to put it in a bigger venue. <laughs> and they need to not have the entire thing be, in terms of relation to the players, be Holly Rowe-centric. There was too much Holly Rowe in the show. I know she's got like a lot of women's Ooh. basketball. You know, She's their women's basketball reporter on the scene. Totally understand that. But... Um, we had to promote my other show. We had Andrea Carter, who's an ESPN women's basketball analyst on here, the turtle a few weeks ago to preview March Madness. And she's amazing. I don't know why she wasn't sort of like the 
the other person in the room kind of getting the interview. So I just think they they've done on women's basketball on the ascendancy right now. Obviously, they, the NCAA tournament rank um, ratings were huge, and they have a ton of star power in the college ranks, in the pro ranks as well. The WWE needs to figure out a way to capitalize that, and I think that the draft show product could have improved on that way. I think they'll figure it out, you know. But in terms of the players, um, I'm a big UConn Huskies women's basketball fan, which will be controversial by Maryland people, but have my connections there. And um, Lou Lopez Seneschal is going to play in the WNBA for a decade as a knockdown shooter. That'll so, be the clip of the night. That'll be the clip yeah, of the night. I'm sure that that that's going to get a lot of people involved <laughs> in the show. I'm sure. Um, not a lot of connections between Baltimore and the WNBA, although the potential number one or number two pick next year. I was going to say from Baltimore. So pretty soon um, there will be. So there will be a very big one. So um, arguably, Angel Reese is arguably one of the ten most talked about people in. No, I would say she is one of the ten most talked about people in sports over the last two weeks. So. Very big star for Baltimore, and her brother is going to play a very big part for the Terps next year. So, definitely. Alrighty, well, I guess uh, I guess we're all hot taked out. Um, unless anybody has anything else, <clears throat> I just a got the great one. Seems like everyone Appreciate does. It? Wow. Thanks, Hugo. I've got my quick one, and we don't have to dissect this because there's nothing to dissect. And okay. I said it this Rapid fire hot take. The it's giving phrase sucks. It's trash. It makes no sense. It's an incomplete thought. It's nonsense. Dumb as shit. Cut it out. Mm. Stamp it. You, you, know, you know I'm there for you, Queen. Spen, do you have something there? Uh, a sweeper is a slider. That's mine. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that was great. That was a great first segment of that. Um, so, yeah. Like I said, Black-Eyed Susan Spice Co., uh, for when you want hot sauces more unique than your drunk uncle's opinion on sports. For when you want hot sauces and dry rubs to make your sports viewing meals and snacks even spicier than when you invite your cousin who likes the Steelers to your Ravens-themed get-together. Black-Eyed Susan Spice Company has you covered. Check out BlackEyedSusanSpices.com. Promo code is EXIT52 for 10% off. They're doing uh, $50 uh, Orders over $50, free shipping, I think, too. And then, like I said, they'll be at that uh, Earth Day Festival, I believe. Uh, it's City Rigs down in D.C. if you're a D.C. person. So go check them out. I think they're going to be repping us, too. Got to get some stuff in the mail, some swag for them. Good dudes. Check them out. Uh, we've been working with them a little bit the last couple of weeks and excited for this partnership. So be sure to check them out. Show them support. You are supporting the show when you do that, too. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate it very much. Um, okay. I guess that is our hottest takes. We have pretty interesting topic for our starting five tonight i think eric you were the one who picked this and i think uh, you, you kind of hit the nail on the head with what we were going for if you want to introduce it i mean i could do it but <laughs> it's gonna be tough to come up with everyone having 25 different things we're, we're gonna do um best things to drink out of says the guy who can only think of four soups yeah, yeah, it's the no, track record no, here. No, I'm not. I'm not diving into soup thing. I mean, we're not, we can't do that. Three, we're really, not, when you think about it. Yeah, really. He thought of less when it ends up just being my soup twice over. It's but. not my fault that your soup has all the ingredients in it. Like that's. I mean, that's a selfish pick on your part. No, it's not selfish. It's called the draft. It's called the starting five. It's the way it works. Mm. Love right. this contention sure. already off sure. the bat. Chili, chili, still is. Still a soup. Oh, someone DM me or the account, I forget. And they were at a restaurant. They're the soup category. What was sitting there? Lo and behold, chili. 
I, I do agree with that ruling. It is it is in the soup. That's at the, at that's I hate it. I disagree, but I'll accept more stew. Okay. All right. Well, listen, that's enough on that. And we are doing things to drink <laughs> out of. How are we determining the order here? I usually don't don't run these. Um, I can I can I can get this done for you. Yeah, take, uh, Jay, take I can, over. I can I can step it on this one. Um, want to make sure though that we get in that this is presented by Fed Thrill. Yep. Get twenty percent off your uh, sunglasses. And by the way, it was a hot one today, guys. It was I think it got Ooh. up like close to ninety. So sunglasses season is officially um, out and about. So get your sunglasses on. Fed Thrill twenty percent off promo code Exit fifty two. Um, let me tell you what the five person draft. Um, is always an interesting one to do the order for. So let me get to my randomizer as I talk. Um, guys, have you used your Fed Thrills so far? Oh, we, are those Fed Thrills that are on? I can't tell. My box is very small as I do the draft. I hope that they are. I still got to get oh, my yeah. swag pack oh, yeah. in the mail that's uh, that's supposed to be coming. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited and uh, looking forward to it because I am going to need it. It is starting to it's starting to get to be sweaty boy season. <laughs> this is you know what half and that's half. Fair. This is right. He's right. <laughs> That's you. You can miss me with that. Give me, give me cream of crab or crab soup. I don't need both of them at once. Thanks. What's your favorite? Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite pair of Fed thralls that you have? Uh, I actually forgot that I even had these right here. These are probably the ones I wear most often when I'm just trying to drip a little bit. Oh, you know, mm. it doesn't look great with a hat on, but those fit um, your face very well. You look, you look stubby. It's a little yeah, Jill and and Nightcrawler I believe that's the uh, the, the, model. the model, if you will. Um, but yeah, I got a whole, you know, a couple pairs that are more of the rumpus pairs, the the kind that you wear a preakness, and if they get a little mangled up, you know, like that's okay. It's affordable. You can go back and buy another pair, no big deal. Um, so, either way, you're a winner. Either way, you're a winner. Uh, we have our, we have too. our, we have our order, gentlemen. Not to cut you off there, RDT. We have our order. Um, Spen, you have the first pick. RDT has the second pick. Jake has the third pick. Banks, you have the fourth pick, and I have the fifth pick. I'm going to have to rethink my entire order right now. I was I never get picked first for anything. We're, oh sna my God. we're snaking, right? Um, yeah, right. snake. Okay. All right. I'm snake, going yeah. number number one, cooter shooter. <laughs> Care to elaborate? <laughs> yeah, please. A shooter from a cooter, my brothers. <laughs> what a first pick. That might be the most unbelievable first pick in the history of this draft. You get WNBA yeah, takes, enough. and then you get cooter shooter takes. <laughs> back to back. Wow. Only one podcast for it. RDT, what do you got? Hitting bombs. Um, you know you know what I'll take? I'm going with my cup. It's full of them. I'm going souvenir cups from a stadium. I mean, I've got the Nick Marcagas, J.J. Hardy, Matt Wieters. I've got cups from 2012 that, that you know, are older than probably some of our listeners. Um, just something about, like, a, a massive, you know, Probably cost you fourteen fifty in the stadium, but it costs like a buck fifty to make. Um, just something about it, an ice cold glass of water, like you know, in thirty night from from one of those. Uh, again, Wizards. I got some mellow uh, Robert Carter Jr. J uh, Jake Lehman ones. So and any cup from a stadium that again you buy for way too much and and it's like fifteen dollars. So we'll go uh, we'll go stadium uh, stadium souvenir cups, I guess. Yeah, Spenny, I don't even know where to start with yours, but Eric, that's that's a great pick. Um, that was definitely high on the board for me. Um, he he like he he thought about it too. He was like, "Wow, I never get picked first for anything," and then he was just so excited and he just ran to the podium and he picked that. That's that's sometimes that's, you got to build suspense and, and and give the people a little shock value. No, I I, I, that's I love exact, it. That's exactly what a cooter shooter does, by the way. Okay, 
listen, good, good for you. It sounds like you're having a great time. Um, I'm going to go with Yetis. Love a good Yeti. You know, keeps your drinks cold, keeps them hot. It's, uh, it's, it's the Jonathan Ogden. It's the franchise left tackle. You take it third overall. It, it locks down the left side of your line. You're good to go. I love a Yeti. Get some nice stickers on there, personalize it a little bit. I'm a Yeti man through and through, and I'm taking Yetis. I kind of hate that because, like, tumblers. Like, I, well, yeah, I, I, big I get free it. ad guy right now. Yeah, yeah well, guess what? That, that's just the way that it goes. I'm sorry, Fed Thrill, but this is kind of how this, this starting five thing works. See, you've already caused a coup in the comments. Okay, listen, people can get what they want to get, but, you know, I'm a Yeti man, personally, and I, I will not apologize for it. Uh, Banks, you have the next pick. I also want to just inform the commenters. We've never done a live draft before. We're trying not – don't spoil picks. Let's just not spoil picks. When we get to the end, put in anything you think we missed or discuss the things we've already drafted. Or dunk to, on yeah. Eric when he picks. Or dunk on Eric because that's yeah. all that we did. I'm getting some, I'm getting I'm some literally Taylor Smith, every uh, draft smoke here in the comments. Thanks. <laughs> 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 let's get this back, let's get this back uh, on the track Let's here. get this back Insane. on track. I'm taking a dong bong. What are we doing here? What are we doing? It's dong bong is all the rage right now. I've never drank. There's no one. other way to drink anything right now. I've I never, can't I've believe I don't have a donk bong right now. Jesus Christ! What are we doing? Felt bad for you, so we let it fall. Yeah, okay. this you you needed that win. I did. The entire purpose. I can't of wait to do a donk bong with pickles after uh, after tax season. The, I, the, I wrote. I like thought donk bong and then didn't write it down. So good, good. We needed that, Banks. Thank you. They they need to um, just set up some donk bongs from the upstairs windows down to the street below. So to, next uh, one, we've next one's not free pickles. Mm. So some things are in the works about a donk bong party. We'll see. Mm. <laughs> wow, like a lot of wow. And this I'll is be interested to see. Sorry, sorry, mom. <laughs> Sorry, hon. Can't come home tonight and go to the dong bong party. Yeah, sorry, sorry, babe. Right, I'm gonna bring some dong bongs back for you, though. I'm, I'm picturing Paul Rudd in uh, what, what? Which movie was that? Was that uh, Knocked uh, Up or was it? I love you, man. Be knocked up. Be I love whatever. you, man. I don't know. Whatever one where he's doing the fantasy draft in his Orioles t-shirt, <laughs> and his this wife is catches him, knocked up, and he thinks he's cheating on I him, and he's just actually doing a fantasy baseball draft. <laughs> That's the pick. What was the pick? Uh, was it Hideki Matsui? Was it Hideki Matsui? Yeah, the pick, yeah. I, I got Matsui. <laughs> yeah. Um, with the fifth pick here, I'm thrilled to get this at five. I'm gonna take a chilled mug with a beer in it. I'm gonna take a chilled mug. Nothing like when they bring out the chilled mug at a bar, that's or a restaurant. That's always a fantastic feeling. A chilled mug. So Are you saying gonna, like a beer stein? Chilled mug. Emphasis on the chilled. Emphasis on the chilled. I'm taking a mug, but emphasis on the chilled. Chilled glass. Emphasis on the chilled. Yeah, so, so like a, a beer stein, yeah. like a beer mug. Sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Sure, sure. But emphasis on the chilled piece of that. I okay. feel like I feel like I writing beer mug. stein has a different. Like if people are voting on this, like beer stein versus chilled mug, those are They're two different things. Thinking of the thing with the lid. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I am yeah. not taking the thing with the lid. You took a big mug and stuck it in the freezer, and you're pouring a beer at the house, and you're pumped about it. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm just trying to get it as cold as possible. That's that's. That's the sort of the, that's sort of where I'm going. The worse and the beer then, in it, the better it tastes too. Trevor, good point. That's, here. that's not a yeah, that's not a bad take. Um, and then I'm between a few here. This might be kind of a weird one. I, I don't know what they put in the sodas at McDonald's, but they're unbelievable. So I'm taking a McDonald's mm -hmm. large cup ooh, ooh, with just ooh, a Coke ooh. in it. 
Ooh, is it gonna be? Is it paper? Is it plastic? Is it is it no. styrofoam? Even when they used to have the the tea? plastic, plastic. Paper? What the f paper? Okay, paper. No, no. The, um, I'm just presenting all the options for him to answer the question. Just settle down now. It's a juice box. <laughs> Contentious. Give me that McDonald's Coke in that plastic big cup. So good with a straw. Stuff money. So I'm taking that. It better be a plastic straw, not a paper straw that fucking Howard County gives out now. That's my hot take. That's yeah. my hot take. I, getting you, into the, you can get not, me going right now. How did that straw in getting that turtle's nose? That's my hot take. How did that straw get in that turtle's nose that sparked all of this? Well, this I, this show's going to be cut. Don't get me started. <laughs> Banks. Taylor, why doesn't Maryland have a have a live turtle? I don't have a good answer for that. <laughs> you do. Um, Damn right you don't. <laughs> I I will say it has been thrown around in meetings before. And that's not me just saying that for the viewers. That is I it's been tossed around when it's like, hey, throw the wildest ideas you can think of. At one point Dude. our base our baseball managers back in like 2017 wanted to put one in the dugout and have it sit there during the game. <laughs> <laughs> but we didn't get that done. It's tough. Well, it's a tough I mean, you know. A it's a, it's a live ago, animal. Taylor, you know. Taylor and, and I and some friends talked about getting turtles for each of our houses, and then we would race them either at uh, any of the bars nearby and or at halftime of barrel basketball games. And I still think it's a brilliant idea. It's just turtles are kind of kind of something you're tied to for a good long while unless you just mm -hmm. kind of let it loose. So. I do think, though, if, if we did it, one time it'll be like Jonathan Husky at UConn. Then you're just starting to get more turtles. Then it'll just never end, which would be good. I think it could be fun. Hmm. I'll go. Well, I'll, I want to see championship uh, turtle race once. Not I'll revisit deal. the situation um, at work at some point. Okay. Anyways, I am going to take uh, tall boy can. Tall boy can. That's a preferable size. More is better. It's always better. Give me one of them big boys. Good pick. Yeah, I like that. Feels good, good to solid. Feels good to have a, a selection pound there. The, the the thing too is especially like a baseball game, you're motivated to get through it before it gets warm in the summer. So it just kind of keeps you lubed up in a real nice way. That was Spenny and I the other night. Lubed up, nice. Jake. I'm gonna go with. Um, novelty cup that you get at a bar so like the the yards like the yard thing those things novelty those are, drink novelty like drink that. cup yeah the a bonus points if you get to keep it so you maybe you get the pineapple thing or whatever you get the uh you get the yard situation i i'm just a big fan of those so i'm gonna take that novelty drink cup i'm a little that that seems very general to me uh, I mean, but to me, it's like a co it's like a coconut. It's like yeah, uh, it's a coconut. It's you're at the beach and place. you're at you're at Mango Mike's in Bethany Beach, and they give I you. I kind of agree with you, because a yard, a yard. It, it feels like we, feels like it feels like you should have to take one of the novelty ones. I'll take okay. I'll take the like, yeah. I'll take the yard. I'll take the uh the two okay. novelty yard. That's what we're gonna write down. Yeah, okay. I think well, that's a little more fair. Okay. Is this me? Is this? It's Eric. This is already two. Okay. Me. Yep. Um, I'm going a glass you steal from a bar, like a pint glass, uh, something like that. Like you like the design on it, whatever you see it. And you're like, this is coming home with me. And you just, you take it. And that's, it's part of your rotation forever. 
There is a you little have, you have the RDT. You have that in common with one of your biggest fans, Alex Kara, one of our friends. He loves to steal glasses from bars. Yeah, I have an I have an aunt that should probably be jailed at this point. <laughs> it's just something that happens like you know again you see like you get served a beer and a glass and you're like this is coming home with me it's the napoleon dynamite i want that gift i should have like, got I that it. that's a good point i need give that. me that i, I should have got that just like yeah. when lisa vanderpump goes that. to jack jack's apartment in vanderpump rules and catches that he's been stealing everything from sir because uh, okay yeah can we talk about the other night Vanderpump, how nobody. Are knows you a Vander- it is. Spinner? Are you a Vanderpump guy? I'm a I'm a reality TV guy. Hit it off. I love. I'm a, I'm a reality TV guy. Bravo. My aunt and uncle actually had a show on Bravo for one season, canceled afterwards. Fun fact. That's my favorite fact called? about you. That's the funniest thing. Forty Deuce, spelled out F O R T Y D E U C. Forty Deuce. Uh, Spenny, you now have two. Great setup for your both your picks. A little Vanderpump. You're snake. Beautiful. I'm gonna fire them off. Gallon jug, and an oyster. Like mm. a large shell, an oyster. Gallon jug, just the boys are buzzing, getting a little gallon chug off. You're you're having a beer fest. Gallon chug gets me going. I like the oyster pick too. Oyster's a good pick. That's kind of fun. No, no. Already two. Do you do you, do you oh, play ball ahead, in high school? Yeah, where you had your your coach telling you like fill up a gallon in the morning and and by by end of school you're hydrated. I'm not milk. Like I fucking love drinking whole milk organic out of the jar. <laughs> I like it. Wow! Wow! I'm a strong bones. Boy, I'm a milk boy. My doctor did say yeah. I'm the one percent of people whole my, milk. My. Country strong baby. How did you do on uh, Tom Herbin's piss it. test? Where you are a bad guy. If if you have the uh, the last one, <laughs> it's it not not looking good. Not looking good. Just just <laughs> down in whole milk. See, like I also get a guilty pleasure because like don't drink out of the don't drink out of the container. Like I fucking did, mom. Gallon jug of water, Trevor is what he's talking about. We back in the old <laughs> college, we did used to do. We had an event. We would have our beer fest, and we would do a gallon jug competition. It's just like you're. It's just it's guttural. It's, it's raw. It stinks. Like what, it's, call, what is it? A a Borg? Is that the the, Borg, the thing? Now, that, yeah. is, that is something I have seen on the interweb. I would have been app. so. I would have embraced that so much back in the day. That would have been so up my alley. Uh, it, I agree. I'm like a little jealous. That that's how I know that the kids are all right. You know, they're they're still making yeah. new cool shit and a little bit like innovative and and mindful to um, mix in a little. I don't know. Liquid IV in there, and uh, when I, yeah. especially yeah. figuring out, fig- yes, right. Basically, like uh, your own personal uh, jungle juice, but like you want good things in there. It's a good jungle juice, and it's yours. Like it's brilliant. Like that's such Borg, a thing for, that for any listeners. To- any listeners that don't know, it's it's the abbreviation is Blackout Rage Gallon, and the new <laughs> trend. I fuck. I fucking set someone else up to take this. God damn it! I should have put. All right, I'm changing mine to Borg. Fuck you guys. I've never done it, but gallon jug qualifies. But so the idea is also like girls don't get roofied. So like it's kind of a girl thing. It's like I know that I'm not getting roofied. So I carry this jug of juice around. And that's like, that's like the, I don't know, that's the coolest, most badass, like hottest way not to get roofied. So just carry a jug of that might That might be the, that might be the most interesting quote in the history of the podcast. Yeah. That's, there we go. We can explore that. You know, that, that's I, a whole I, I think that's that word. I think that's a, I think that's queen shit. I think carrying your own Borg around to be roofy free since 93, that's, that's some bullshit. 
I take my drinks Artie. in the bathroom. That's weird. Artie, it's true. Artie T. <laughs> Gotta let this like simmer. Um, I'm going. I'm going just like a Gatorade squirt bottle. Just, just being able to, you know. Again, you you got like a Riptide Rush. You got a fruit punch. You got a uh, the strawberry is good. Um, a lot of good flavors out there. But anything with the like twist top, the Gatorade, I'm a fan of. I keep one of those in my golf bag. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Yeah, I mean it's perfect. I mean, so I, I you know softball starting this week. I got that going. Um, golf and you know anything. Any you're you're super hungover. You just you just you know you need twist a little twist of the top and you're good to go. Whenever Dick Sporting Goods decided to start putting that near the checkout is was one of their more brilliant moves. Yeah, like it's such a throw in. Mm-hmm. Not expensive, you know. Just throw it in there. Yeah. Jake. Growler. Just a nice growler at a bull roast or something. They, it's a, Straight from the tit? Sure, yeah. You, you bring it, maybe you put it on display and you only take it down occasionally to, uh, to have a, a celebratory chug out of. I'm a big fan of a growler. I love growlers. I'm taking it right here. That's true, by the way, that comment. It's... It's incorrect technically like grammatically but i'll just leave that be thanks this has no business sticking around to the third round it's it's a red solo cup uh, i can't believe up. that you guys let that get out here for this for keg for, rash, for anything for party for tailgate like whatever it, oh. <laughs> i fucking wish i had a dong bong right now too much foam that's a bad pork it's a good. It's a good pick. I'll give you that. Good pick. Good, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good you throw your name on it. Whatever you know, beer pong. You get to play. Whatever. Like it's. What's not for those of you who are listening, who have made good it. Songs uh, too, by the way. To hour ninety-four or minute ninety-four, Brian has a red solo cup. He's filling it up. He's, he's yeah, great pour on yeah. that this too. Like Just get all the foam you know in the world. Ounce, so I'm struggling to fit all this in here. There we. Oh, well, well, we're gonna leave That's that alone. Head right um, there. Look at that head, baby. We're gonna leave this alone. You do love um, dicks. There was nothing like trying to sneak out of your parents' house, like bringing cups to a party, and just like bringing just a full sleeve, like of red cups to a party. Mm. That was the best. Red solo cup to Banks. Good pick. Yeah, it's a good pick. Solid. Um, I'm gonna throw mine out very quickly here. Uh, I'm gonna go with a Slurpee cup. There's just nothing mm. like a fully filled up Slurpee mm. cup. Um. You know, it's kind of a little bit of a battle. Do you mix the stuff in the Slurpee cup? You, so you, you put together your concoction. Then you've got the Slurpee straw. How much can you get without brain freezing? You're scooping things at the end. The entire thing's a process, and it all starts with that cup with the, you know, with the um, the different little top there that floats up that gives allows you to get more. So I love a Slurpee cup. Um, always brought me a, a joy when I was a, ch- a, ch- a child. And speaking of joy when I was a child, I mean – you get it put in there. It's it's easy to drink. I'm taking a sippy cup. Mm. Sippy cups are great when you're a kid, when you're what? a little kid. Just get your sippy cup. You don't remember that. You do not remember that. I remember those. Yeah, the one a little taste bit. that he drank yeah. sippy cup yeah. for a long time. It's yeah. It's not my fault. All of your childhood memories are gone, RDT. That that's not the rest of the pod's problem. Okay, don't project on me. I know what my <laughs> sippy cups literally looked like. So you can take that somewhere else. And I hope I hope you're not doing any. I hope your daughter remembers all the memories she's having now because you're such a good dad. How about that? 
This is something you're going to have to go Very to. a compliment. You're, you're going to have to go to Jennifer Malfi on this one. You're going to have to go to Jen Malfi RDT to figure this out. Too many. Like, he, does, okay, he doesn't understand. Too, I'm glad we brought some culture on this podcast now that he doesn't make get a that. reference like that. Yeah. Ugh. Taylor doesn't get that either. No. Good. RDT and I go after <laughs> each other right. on here, but we're really kindred spirits. Yeah. Um, Banks. Uh, bag. Talking some cheap wine and slapping that thing and just having a real good slurp. You're going to take that for me, really? This is a big week for me and slapping yeah. the bag, and you're going to take that. Okay, I get it. It's a bag slap. What's not to like? Box wine. Okay. You're you're dominating this. You have fucking bong dong. You have fucking bags. Solo cup, I hate, but it's so good for the average list. Like, the average player will love that. This is, um, I'm shot. I have cooter shooters and oysters. I, I did no prep this year. I'm <laughs> going on the fly. I turned around, there's a red solo cup on the table behind me. I was like, oh shit. I hope nobody sees it's, this. It's a drinking topic. You know, Banks is going to come ready to, ready to, ready to fire. Is it me? Hello? I believe so. Shoe. Oh, sorry. Shoe. Wow, the shoey. Love a shoey. Love a shoey. No, fuck that. I've only that's, done one or two in my life, but I, I love me a shoey. <laughs> I'm taking the shoe. Oh. When you when you hit a shoey, there's everybody just knows something about you. Then like people don't get angry at a guy. Yeah. Like they just know they're like, all right, they know yeah, the mental state that you're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this guy is it's like a re- revealing yeah. action. He's a little bit of a dirtbag, but everybody loves. Yeah, kind of just you know, he's he's got a heart of gold. You know, he's he's working through some stuff, but you know, he's he's the life of the party. In this moment, he is in his zen, and uh, yeah, taking the shoey. Nobody is more present yeah, yeah. than somebody doing a shoey in any given moment. Oh yeah, pure bliss. I just got some new uh, foot joys. Maybe I'll test that out this weekend on them. Uh, RDT. I'm going just a straight up hose. I'm going the hose from the house. Like <clears throat> yeah. Those hose? Like, again, you know, and, and no to the uh, to the dong bong. Like, you're, I don't know, what do you want to see, five or six playing outside? You're, you're running around the grass. You're itchy as shit. You know, just, just, just absolutely chugging out of those. It tastes like, uh, that's what I've always said Natty Bow tastes like, is like out of a hose, you know. It has that metallic taste to it. That's how you know you're really getting the good stuff, is that you can taste it. The metal, so yeah, I'm going. Uh, I'm going hose. Spin your final two picks. I'm gonna go ice luge. Good pick, and I'm gonna Ooh. go. I'm gonna go with the LK EZ H2O enhanced wall mounted water bottle refilling station, stainless steel filtered, <laughs> two hundred and fifty thousand per filter. You guys know what I'm talking about. If I showed an image, no, I, I know what I know what it is. I, I how, how are you it, drinking it, out of that? Hold up. How are you drinking you, out of that? If you number one, it's a water fountain. Number one, it has a water fountain at the. I, oh, I thought you were talking about the one where you put oh, it in and then they oh, come oh, down, like at the yeah. airport or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Those are so has the automatic sensor. I'm specifically, out. I'm I'm specifically saying when you fill your water bottle or whatever you're drinking out of. From that water bottle refiller, you like that sip. You're like, I'm a, I'm a classy mofo. Like I have my own water bottle here. I don't have to drink out of the fountain part. Fountain part's fine. I hit that all the time at the gym. But 
refilling it up, you're like, yeah, yeah, I refill my water bottle. Like, I'm, you're you're feeling yourself there with the little number up there too. That yep. How many how many bottles you've mm-hmm. saved? Uh, yep. it's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Thanks for your service for saving those. But that's not a that's not a vessel though. Uh, the experience it's it's okay we'll just put LK, we'll just put lk easy h2o and mo- the, no now, the, his his draft was done with the top pick so let's spend it whatever he wants to do. <laughs> this is spencer's <laughs> list of things he likes to drink out of this is my list i'm not doing this for anyone other than myself this Bar- is my barada barada gang rdt your final pick um shit what was it i just had it um i had it, i had it i had it I can't say that. Um, I'll go. We'll go squirt gun again. When you're <laughs> when you're young, filling up with some water. Nothing better than that. A lot of things like that. But let me tell you what: squirt gun water did not taste very good. It was the same thing as hose water. Mm. It was just a little warmer because it's there. Jake, squirt gun. Airport bottle, the little shooters. Take them, uh, take them on the plane with you. Take them out on the golf course. You know, you make a birdie, fire off a little shot. Big fan of those. It's my Muggsy Bogues of this draft. Oh. Not a you big fireball up the turn guy. Not always, <laughs> like, but when you are, you're fireball's gross. You know, you're having a day when you do that, and uh, it's many, many a memorable, uh, memorable, memorable experience doing that. Not a huge on it, but when I do, it's great. There's a very specific type. That is like that guy, dude. There's a guy in my group that is that guy a lot of the time, and uh, yeah, it's sometimes I have to ward him off, but other times you, you just give in and you you, you have yeah, some fun. That's mostly fine, but I'm thinking more along the lines of like the mid 40s divorcee that with a goatee. That's the guy just, who lives on the course and has the uh, has the yeah. beer fridge in his uh, in his garage. He's like, hey, you guys come on over whenever, just take a beer, man. It's totally cool. I know who I know who you're talking about, and I like that guy. <laughs> Those are specifically called minis. That's a mini. And number yeah. one mini is ski lift fireball. Mm-hmm. That one, that one's elite. Sure. Well, yeah, this applies. You guys like fireball like that? No, I hate it. But on the ski lift, when you're cold, it like it. Oh. it I'm telling you, it's, it, it, it's yeah, it definitely warms you up. It warms you up, yeah. And it's like I don't want like yeah, jacks. Warming. Thanks. I'm gonna try to wrap this up with a little bit of class. I'm gonna take a rocks glass with a big old ice cube in it, ice ball preferably. Um, just straight rye, rye whiskey on the rocks, but rocks glass is the pick officially. Mm. Good pick, classy. I I, I will oh, finish no. it up with uh, the Stanley Cup. Good pick. I thought I thought <clears throat> that was going to pick so long ago, like first round. I'm, I'm wait, like, wait wait wait. Are I'm we talking real Stanley Cup or the one that banks? Are we talking about the one that banks out of the Home Depot bucket? <laughs> I was I, I was hoping bucket and a mixing bowl and a few other household. I was items hoping that, I was hoping it was all encompassing, but uh, you know, okay. I'm gonna just, I'm, I'm it's fine all encompassing. With I went without fine. a mixing bowl for a year just because I kept the cup for a year. And I once say I once saved the, won the cup, cup. I took it apart and moved on with my life. Yeah, started. I like dreamed to do that yet again. So the Stanley Cup was almost left in a bar. I had to save it one time. Came back to my house. Yeah, that was there was a lot of indulgence. Uh, <laughs> As as one will do, uh, as one will do. Um, all right, uh, flow with the uh, the ones we miss in the comment section. If you're still engaged here, um, an hour and forty five in. Um, 
Spencer takes the cooter shooter, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> um, the gallon jug, an oyster, uh, an ice luge, and I don't know all, the L LK easy water bottle stainless steel. I stop type. Just point. a preposterous draft. Like let's just say <laughs> it, it, it's easy to remember. It's just the LK easy H two O. Easy H two O. There you go. That, Perfect. That's what it's commonly known as amongst like in the community. That's what we call it. Uh, a boot is a great is a great one that we missed. I do, I do, do it so regularly thing. that it's just like yeah, oh, that's well, that's a good point. Even... Me and me and Banks, that's like drinking out of a glass in your cabinet, like that. That's that's. I feel like I kind of covered that though, didn't I? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Little hugs, barrels. Oh, that would have been a nice little touch. That would have been someone very just. I thought about that. Fun. I I couldn't come up yeah. with a name though. Like yeah. I thought of it in the draft, and I was like, what are those fucking oh, things called? All day. Yeah. Um, RDT yeah. takes souvenir cup from a stadium. Uh, glass that you steal from a bar, Gatorade squirt bottle, uh, underrated pick there, uh, a hose and a squirt gun. Jake takes a like Yeti, um, which became controversial in the comment section for a little bit. A novelty cup at a bar, a novelty yard. I might have put those down. I just wrote that twice for some Same reason. Same pick, yeah. Novelty yard cup. Yeah. Growler, uh, shoe, and... These picks, I'm just all over the place here. An airport, a mini. I think a mini is a good mini bottle, yeah. final pick. Um, Banks takes the Dong Bong, uh, the Tall Boy Can, the Red Solo Cup, the Bag, and a um, – we all know the glass he was describing at the end, one with the big ice cube. That well, that kind of glass. Put some rocks glass. There. Rocks glass. Rocks, rocks glass, glass, yeah. yeah. I wrote mm -hmm. big ice cube. Um, <laughs> I, I got to put these down as I can remember them, guys, when you're logging 20 – when you're live in 25 picks. Uh, I took the chilled mug, plastic McDonald's cup, uh, a Slurpee cup, a sippy cup, and the Stanley cup. A lot of S's there at the end. So there you go. <laughs> Easily the most juvenile of all the all the lineups. Well, I like to extend to our younger listeners. I'm taking some Taylor Smythe <laughs> smoke in the comments here with the uh, the Yeti situation. I'll take it though. Yeah, that's a, that was a very me pick. Yeah, very C sweet. I almost yeah, I almost took a um, I almost took a, uh, a champagne glass. That a flute. Yeah. I can imagine the picture yeah, of you, yeah. you in the tan suit. There's, there is a champagne glass in your hand in that picture. A duck I mean, is look, the one. <laughs> the high rollers roll high. That's that's what we do here. Um, <laughs> I said the RDT on the pod the other night. I only go to Ravens games in a suite. So, um, we'll see if that we'll see if that continues. That's actually not true. I've sat I sat with Banks in his seats last year, so I'm a man of the people. Um, <laughs> were me and Banks trying to get into a suite during that game? No comment. A lot of cold games Wait, last year, so we're always trying to work the angles. Um, I don't see any. We're we're long here, so I don't see any need to uh, to roll into the honorable mentions. You guys could throw some in the comments. A boot was a good Martin one. Martin sure. glass flute. You mentioned, um, yeah. I mean, we didn't go through like a, just a normal can or a bottle of beer. I mean, that's yeah, plastic water bottle with vodka in it. That's big. The one that comes to mind for me is a duck. Chug a duck. Yeah, Thanks. That was, you and I missed on that the MR ducks. Yeah, the comment there, like straight from the tit. Like, I mean, I could have gone there, but I feel like um, well, that would have been that would have been on Taylor's angle. list though, for the younger oh. listeners. That would have been Taylor's list. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we do it. Um, wow. Do we want to do Nick? Do, do we want to do? Do we want to do Nick Cannon medley, or should we get out of here at almost the two hour mark? You're right. Uh, we'll just say Emily Watchman. We'll, we'll wrap it up with that. Mountie. As a group. That's fine. I'm going Mountie. Mountie was the first to hit the dong bong, and Mountie's the hottest player in baseball. John Rom Rombo. Yeah, the Masters in general. Yeah. It's always Rombo. sad when it's over. Green yep. Always sad when it's over. 
My guy, Kevin Smith. Shout out to Maryland. Shout out to Maryland baseball. Shout out to Clerks. Um, Maryland baseball. Brandon Lau also playing well for the Rays. So there you go. Talk about the hottest team in baseball. Um, I was also going to – my UFC, the Israel Adesanya celebration where he mocked Pereira on the ground and then trolled his kid, <laughs> trolled his like son for a four-year-old celebration – is one of the unbelievable receipt keeps in the history of sports. <laughs> I, uh, it was a shocking thing to see. Shocking. So you 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 formed your starting five around kids, and then you per- proceeded to shit on one with Did, your Nick. I Rose. just observed what happened. Whoa, that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, that. No, that's what happened. Where he was talking trash to the kid. I just you. said. I just said it was fun to watch. I, I wasn't shitting on the kid. Good for the kid. I mean, this is the give and take. Kid wasn't mad about it. Good for that kid for standing in there. Eric sees that, that, that kid is going to go to school. Yeah, He's I'm, fine. I see it. His dad went, he went to school the next day being like, I didn't do my homework because I got, I got trash talked this weekend on, on paper. I mean, and every kid th- probably thought he was the coolest kid in school. Because, I mean, what a oh, moment. 100%. Get trash talked by a UFC champion. I mean, <laughs> talk about a show and tell. Look at this video. You saw your dad get his eyes rolled into the back of his head. And he's like, yeah, that's <laughs> – celebration was because of me. And what he can say is that guy's beaten out of Sonya twice already. So dad still has the upper hand. He beat him twice. Um, do you want Do you want to end – let's end with dead or alive. Me. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> that's, hanging on. Based on how the show began, that's the perfect way to end it. <laughs> Attack season reference. I'm gonna go alive. Um, I think you came alive in this in this hour. You 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 fucking mm-hmm. needed this. You needed this. You did. You this needed the top five. You're the top right. five really took you away. You were fully encapsulated. This is like the married five. friend getting out for a weekend with the boys. This was. Big well, you guys you. gave me an inch early on by letting me get dong bong there, and I took miles and miles. So. Brother, I'll give you at least two and a half. Mm. And now you're freezing up. Very on brand. Very on brand. Jake, take us out. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you all for listening to this first edition. I mean, kind of the second edition. We sort of did this, but it wasn't live uh, about a month ago. We want to do these at least once a month. But brothers, I think they're so much fun. I think we might even want to shoot for more. I don't know how you feel about that, but it's been great. So thanks to everyone who tuned in. I think we stayed at a consistent 30 to 50-ish people in the live stream, which is pretty good for uh, where we're at right now, numbers-wise, with the YouTube, which we're trying to grow. So if you're watching and you enjoyed it, if you're listening on the podcast feed and you want to tune in to the next live one, get at us on YouTube at Exit52. Uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and uh, get ready for the next live, which we'll be putting out a little bit more promo for next time. This one came together kind of quick, so we threw out some promos throughout the day, but uh, we'll have them a little bit more planned out. But uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Brought to you as always by Jimmy's Famous Seafood, our presenting sponsor. Uh, some other segments sponsored by Black Eyed Susan Spices. Check them out. Check out Fed Thrill as always. Uh, just a really... Uh, Really great group of people that we got back in us. So uh, support them, support us. We appreciate it very much. Uh, follow us on social media. You can check us out on Twitter at Exit52Podcast. I am at Jake Luke. That's L-O-U-Q-U-E. Spencer is at Ravens4Dummies. That is the number four. Eric is at E-D-I-T-T-I-22. Brian is at Barstool Banks. Taylor is Taylor Smythe 10 and that is with a Y there. He's not Taylor Smith. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Really fun one. We'll be doing this again very soon. And uh, until then, have yourselves a, a grand old weekend. Peace out.